0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: Tell us about the tattoos
2: Shut the fuck up oh, you yeah. little prick But then I've got
1: the phoenix Hey prick So I'll take it from Bob every
0: day of the week Absolute disgrace i, I sure no one will mind. Move him out of here, Daryl.
2: Ricky Hatton didn't go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual I never that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both have been rape victims.
1: I'm not watching Frank only life on Saturday <laughs>
3: night what your mind Jesus Christ get yourself a life
2: he's actually a, a priest yeah yeah it's because his brother John Fury eye gouged him
3: what have I told you all this time he's going to end up sucked out, fucked out looking for a handout.
1: Boxing um, nutters messenger group. Whoa, oh, they're gonna! Oh, I'm gonna be the king. Jade, bump you? Know what I'm saying?
2: Welcome everybody to the 468th edition of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. Uh, we're down a couple of people. Uh, with me today, Andy Patterson and Steve Wellings. Uh, much like the people of Kharkiv, we're down some folks, but we're still fighting valiantly. Steve, you know uh, that—that's how we roll over here yeah. at the Boxing Asylum. Perfect um,
0: comparison, in my opinion, Matty.
2: Yes, yes, I, I can. Fast I definitely forward, put our valor up at the level of the Ukrainian people. We we are. There's them. levels to this shit. There's us yeah. and there's them. Yeah, yeah, we were admirable in some respects, but, you know, compare and contrast, compare and contrast. Um, I was comparing and contrasting the different cards we had to choose from to start this week. Scratching my head as in, well, which one matters most and eh, not much of anything. So I'm going to come stateside last night to the Puerto Rican Trio event put on by Top Rank, uh, headlined by Edgar Berlanga, also Xander Zayas on that, and John Bauza like kind of saying that one because it sounds like a a, a mobster, you know, playing Super Mario. You know, like, yeah, I was uh, playing Mario, but then I couldn't get back that fucking Bowser. You know, I kind of like his name. Uh, But anyways, um, Andy, Edgar Berlanga, uh, this dude's lacking, man. I didn't even get to see the whole damn fight because all these cards went long. And I set my recording to last 30 minutes longer than the uh, two hours it was scheduled for. And I still only got four rounds of this fight. Um, but from everything I've been able to glean from it, it just, and what I saw, there's something with Berlanga. He, he loads up too much. He, he doesn't have, uh, much of a, uh, he's not a dynamic fighter. Uh, he blew those guys out early somehow, some way, uh, the, the more and more we watch him, they must've just been shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, uh, he, there's, he doesn't excite me, man. Uh, feed him to Benavides. the sooner, the better. It, well, I
3: that's the way you feel, mate, but I, I do agree with you uh, to a point. Um, that was probably his worst outing that I've seen him. And I've, I'm not going to say I've watched his entire career, but I've seen probably the last four or five fights. Um, I think the guy Bellows um, was meant to give him you know, a proper test, smashed him out. Probably one of these fighters that's fell in love with his power, but as I say, this was his worst outing to date. He was very slow-footed, um, very, very tight, I thought jab was pretty much non-existent you know the combination punching wasn't exactly great if there was anything um, I just didn't see as you say I just I just don't see the improvements in him uh, certainly in his boxing certainly in, in his footwork needs to get or up his game a bit maybe change trainers I don't know what situations uh, with his camp or whatever and that, but it's um He's got to stop looking for these knockouts. He's got to stop looking just to try and walk at distance and throw heavy shots and just hoping to get the guy out of there with one big punch. He doesn't punch.
2: know how to cut off the ring. Yeah, but that he, as well. Just
3: too predictable. Yep, yeah, you need to double up on that jab. At least, you know, at least throw it once, or double up on it, or triple it up, and then get the combination moving and then get the feet working. But it's um, it's not great. And it says if he's if he's like highly ranked with some of the bodies, top five, top six, he's um. He's going to come a cropper at some point once he goes up in class. And as as I say, I know <sighs> the Alvarez fights miles behind, but just just take the Cali Plant fight for example. Plant, might give like him fucking fits the entire fight if that was ever happened. Um, so certainly needs to kind of up his game a wee bit, you know, because this this walking at distance and just throwing. You know, home run shots basically. That's just not gonna work as you got the levels. You need to you need to be able to vary it up and to be honest with you, over the last few fights I just haven't seen it. I think his last fight was pretty, pretty poor. Um and this wasn't exactly great either to be honest. As I say it was his worst fight that I've seen, uh, to be honest with you. So you know
2: improvements needed. Steve, based on that performance last night, do you think that uh, Aram is still going to invest more into Berlanga, um, wanting some of that uh, big Puerto Rican money that he knows can come in, or uh, or do you think that maybe he's seeing the writing on the wall and he's going to cash him out sooner rather than later?
0: Uh, well... He's not going to invest too much money in him if he's got any sense, I wouldn't have thought. The matchmaker's going to have to earn his corn when it comes to Edgar Belanga. They have a problem with him, I think, because whenever he was going on that knockout streak, he had a bit of a purpose about him. He was knocking people out. ESPN were loving it. Everybody thought this was great. He had all the power, but now they're moving him up in levels against better opponents. He just looks like a static plodder to me. One-dimensional, devoid of imagination, as Andy said, couldn't cut off the ring. I think they should just let him off the leash and let him bang away, see what happens. If he gasses out, he might do. He might knock somebody out at a decent level. Just let him throw the big shots and forget about this China box business. They said he was a bit of a boxer as, as an amateur, but it's just not going to work for him. There was a concerning graphic they put up before the fight. Well, I mean, concerning within the context of Belanga's career. He's been a pro for one month shy of six years, Five years and 11 months. And he's only fought 34 rounds. Nearly six years, he's fought 34 rounds. And I wonder what cost this KO gimmick is going to be to his overall progression. It's going to be detrimental to him. Steve Rolls, he did okay. We saw what he was like before against Golovkin. He's got a decent job. He invested a little bit of work to the body. But he tired down the stretch of what is a 10-round fight, effectively. And you have to think that a decent fighter will just demolish Belanga when he steps up. We saw Caceres kind of not mess him around a bit, found the gaps, hit him with a decent shot, dropped him in that last fight. Uh, Demon Nicholson took him the eight rounds, I think it was, or the 10 rounds, got knocked down a few times. As soon as that KO streak gimmick disappeared, then every hope for me for Belanga disappeared as well. If they want to put him in against someone like Benavides, I think he'll just get wasted. And as for the training situation, Andy mentioned that I was only half watching it because I was cooking the dinner at the time, but they seem to have rather than just Rosier in the corner. They had three trainers. Was it Mickey Bay was there? This Kay Karoma, whoever that is, was hanging around. Was he in the corner as well? There was three guys talking to him all at once. You had Bazile, uh, Mike Basil, the cutsman, trying to deal with the cut. And you got all these different voices coming from all different angles, bombarding him with information. Maybe that was a factor in his performance, but I just don't think he's got it. Don't want to shit on him too soon, but maybe I should shit on him because I've heard beyond the scenes that he'd he's a bit of an arsehole. Can't really substantiate that, but in the ring... Let him wail away, man. Three or four rounds. Let him bang people out and see how we get on because this boxing isn't working for me. It's not exciting me anymore. And that was a dangerously uh, concerning performance against Rolls, as far as his uh, long career projections are concerned.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, if you have a limit, and but you kind of have something about you where you can get people out of there early if you if you go at it, I can blow your load in four or five rounds, whatever. Win, lose, be entertaining. You know, there's there's plenty of money to be made there. Um, so um we'll see what happens with him next. I just like to get him see him get fed to Benavides, but uh we'll see what happens with that one. Um further down the card, uh gonna go to this one first, uh John Bauza getting uh yeah, I think he could have gotten a draw legitimately, but getting the unanimous decision over Tony Lewis. Uh, Lewis coming forward and really making Bowser work, uh, making him very ineffective in the later rounds. Uh, early on, Bowser did good, landing some good shots, uh, landing a few good uppercuts here and there. But, um, Andy, I don't know if you caught this one or not. No, um, man, I've never seen no. any of those cards at all. I've seen the in events on the two American cool. shows. Cool. Steve, you saw this one, though?
0: I did, yeah. Just to yeah. confirm, did you think that this could possibly been a draw? Did you think?
2: I, I thought I thought that there were that you could have given Luis the last Luis the last four rounds probably.
0: I'm not so sure now. To be honest, I was it, I saw it, I thought Bowser looked decent. I was impressed from what I saw about him. Really? Did, yeah, I thought he was okay. You know, I thought he picked his shots really nicely. He was in against a decent opponent there, former pod friend Tony Featherfist Luis, who gave once called time on his power back on this very podcast. He came. <laughs> as the fight went on do you do you not remember that you went on were you matty went I don't think so Fuck, I got to find that one <laughs> yeah I can't, I can't remember but his manager had emailed me and asked me to get tony on but he he never came near us again since but he put in a good honest effort I thought John Bowser looked looked okay to me I thought he used the jab well he looked he used the hooks well picked off Luis early coming in, tired a little bit as the fight went on. But as Luis took more risks, I thought Beaus had landed a few decent shots and I'd be interested in seeing him fight again. I actually thought he looked okay from what I saw, but I'm interested to hear that you you saw things a little bit differently. I just didn't
2: think that he, I, I thought that when the pressure came on him, he was looking for answers. He, uh, he he didn't do a whole lot. He let himself get crowded into the corners. Um, and and if, uh, if Luis was a bigger puncher, Um, Going back to uh, Gabe's, uh, (laughs) you know, very uh, respectful question there. Um, I I think that uh, he would have been in a lot of trouble right there. Um, I just uh, there's there's something about him that's just that little bit that seems like when it comes time that he's going to have to man up. I don't think he will. I just got that vibe off of him.
0: Well, this was a decent enough step up, I thought, at this stage of his career. Great step up, yes. Yeah, 16, 17 and 0. Luis has been there before. I remember him fighting Derry Matthews a few years ago. And he's a good, honest fighter, Tony Luis. A lot of experience, um, even though he lacks that bit of punching power. And if it had been a 10-rounder, then yeah, I think it could have been interesting. But I like what I see from Behrs. I'd be interested to see more. He's only 23. Calls himself El Terrible like the great Eric Morales, who I think he's actually fighting next week in an exhibition against Orlando Salido. So he's got a big <laughs> nickname to live up to there.
2: Yeah, very, uh, very big nickname. I wonder how big he is right now and how big Salido might be after actually. I'm so It's shocking. Like Salido, like never officially retired, did he, Steve? He just kind of no. just didn't just kind of quit fighting.
0: Yeah, he was working on the construction sites and stuff. But on the on the weight situation, goodness knows what weight it's going to be. Because last time I saw out Morales floating about, he didn't look like in any reasonable fighting shape. He's gone on the he's Fernando Vargas diet. Yeah,
2: the only <laughs> place he's going to be floating is with a lot of salt density. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, but uh, I'll tell you though, Steve, my uh, my pick. If if you so if, if you're going to say out of that card, who do you think? is the next big Puerto Rican star, if you had to pick one. Oh, it's got to be Xander Zayas.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got to it's gotta be Zayas. I only saw the three main fights. I didn't see any of the undercard fights, so I can't vouch for any Puerto Rican action down there. But this Zayas, I've I've heard his name before. As I've mentioned in the past, these prospects kind of all meld themselves together, and then they slowly separate for me. And I'm starting to see Xander Zayas as his own person, though. He's only 19, 13 and 0. He put a beating on this guy. and respect to Quincy Lavallee, because he took his beatings. They said before he'd never been stopped. and in that Never second, been dropped
2: either, pro or amateur.
0: That second or third round, I thought he was really starting to take it. But Zayas looks a real prospect to me. Very skilled. Throws hard to the head, to the body. On the inside, he picks his punches well from the distance. And on the inside, Andre Ward liked his inside work as well. Lavallee, tough as old boots, soaked up the punishment. Looking forward to seeing how he progresses at 19. He's one of the better prospects I've seen. Now, to him and Bowser, definitely Zayas for me. I, th- I think he looks brilliant.
2: And he, it was a very mature performance for a 19-year-old. The patience, the shot selection, all of that stuff was light years ahead of his age. Um, yeah,
0: No, I think so on the inside as well. That's what I say. He was tapping to the body, slipping and sliding. He seemed to have a few veteran moves about him. Not sure about his background or who's training him. I was just watching him on the eye test against this guy, and he looks like he he looks the real deal. They've got some good prospects coming through, haven't they? Top rank, obviously, Duke Rage and Keyshawn Davis. There's quite a few decent fighters. Old Bob's still kicking.
2: Yeah, there's a few going through, and I think that you have to have these these cards uh, to be able to – Kind of start separating them out and, and giving them a chance to shine and and some of them do and some of them don't. Um, the gold star for that one definitely goes to uh, Xander Zayas though, bar none. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that kid. Uh, and, and it's uh, it's rare to get excited about someone so young because usually the there's so many glaring deficiencies at that age, and he Watch doesn't have many. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Savile years. <laughs> uh, uh, did you? Uh, how much of the uh, DAZN card did you guys catch from yesterday? I only seen the main
3: event, mate. To be honest with you, uh, no, no, I forget who was the main event again. Was it McKinson?
2: No, the main event and that one ended I'll up being Alexis Rocha. Ah, uh, that's what i see. in the ninth. That was, yeah. that was that was that was a good performance uh, from the one loss. Uh, Ro- Rocha. He, that was a he, fun he scrap. down.
3: Yeah, that was a really fun scrap, actually. To be honest with you, um, Rocha. Sorry, Rocha. Cobb's very. I thought he was very kind of overconfident to me, but um, then he got tagged. Was it the fifth? He got badly hurt or staggered in the fifth. Yeah, it was the fifth, under you? Yeah, and then oh, I think that was that after it because he got dropped in the sixth, so possibly he hurt again in the sixth. Um, but the ending was 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 pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say that the, the stoppage could have went a wee bit longer. I think, um, but I think the, the way it was going, he was gonna end up getting knocked out. To be honest with you, because he got caught very good with that right hook, um, wasn't really kind of catching anything back. To be honest with you, so. If I can, maybe I left another ten seconds. I think he would have been. See, I'm not a big fan of these stoppages on the ropes, but I like to see it. You know, conclusive. To be honest, because he was he was trying to punch back. You could see him try to kind of, like throw some some sort of shimmy punches to the referee's body. I don't know if he was just at it there. To be honest with you, but fun scrap. Um, Cobbs can come again. He's got good character, I think. But um, um, I'm not too sure about Roach in his corner anymore. To be honest with you, I think Roach is finished as a trainer. To be honest with you. Fair um, play, rocker as well. Really good fighter. I think it was a very well matched uh, fight to be honest with 50-50 yeah, That guy would be kind of humble in that as well. But Cobbs, you know, well, I'm, I'm not against his trash talk. We need uh, we need some kind of characters in the sport. So as it says, even though he's took an L there, it's um, it's not the end of the world, not nah, because you know your career can't be can of be basically hinged on one defeat. So he can definitely come again. Jade can't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty uh, wicked end for for uh, Cobbs towards the end there. The last couple rounds he just started getting waylaid. Um further down that card, um in a fight where nobody got waylaid, Steve. Uh Michael mckinson taking unanimous decision over uh, Alex Martin being forced to uh, be the aggressor in this fight. And uh, there just wasn't much aggressive about it. Uh, Martin maybe nipped off a few rounds, but McKinson carries on undefeated. Uh, Looking like Virgil Ortiz uh, will be going up to 154 from what Bernard Hopkins had to say last night. Um, Where does uh, McKinson go from here? Just move into a different eliminator and keep going up that ladder?
0: Yeah, I hope so. I think it's a shame he didn't get his big opportunity. We said last week that we thought he would give his all, and I'm glad they kept him on the card. They could have easily dis- uh, got rid of him, but they didn't. They gave him his opportunity, and yeah, I'd like to see him in some kind of limit lim- uh, uh, eliminator. I noticed the crowd were booing throughout the first round of the fight beforehand, the Mel- Melakuziev fight, whoever he was fighting. I can't remember, and I was thinking to myself, You're booing now with Melchizedek in the ring. Wait till you see Michael McKinson out there. (laughs) And that's just the type of fighter he is. He's not a big banger. He took a few cheap shots early on from Alex Martin. He was trying to push forward, though, that's why. He tried to take a few chances, I think, to appear to be a little bit more exciting. First and foremost, we all know what Michael McKinson is. He's a boxer, a bit of a spoiler at times. He's not a big banger, but he has a style that works for him. And it gets results. It's effective. He's effective at diffusing the opposition. And it does generally work. There's no need to please the bloodthirsty masses. He got his big opportunity. He got his 10-rounder out there. And I'd like to see him given another chance. It's not going to be against Ortiz. We know he struggles to make weight. And he's got this unpronounceable kind of illness going on. So he's going to have to move up in weight and let McKinson and somebody else fight it out below him. He's got the wins. He's earned his opportunity. And he's had 21 now, 22 wins. So that's just the way it was. But I saw him, saw Melakuziev. And I could, you could see why they elevated Blair Cobbs and Alexis Rocha to the main event. I will say that because once Ortiz was withdrawn, it made sense because they knew the type of fight McKinson was going to bring to the table against Ortiz. It was different because he was going in against the name, an exciting puncher. But as soon as he was withdrawn and McKinson was there to lead, to be the kind of main event and the main name, they knew that he wasn't able to carry that. So they moved Rocha and Blair Cobbs to the main, the main portion of it and Cobbs... He's always been a bit of a character, came out with some wrestling guy with him, calling out Jerron Ennis beforehand. He has no business being in that kind of company. But, um, you know, he was snarling away. He wanted to get stuck in. And Andy picked up on something, actually. That that was the point I was trying to come to. Andy was pick, uh, picked up on something that I was going to mention. Freddie Roach in Cobbs' Corner he really wasn't sounding great to me, old Freddy. I know this isn't news to anybody, but Cobbs was having to lean right in to hear his messages. I know that the sound and the noise of the crowd could have been playing a part in this as well, but Freddy's speech was really badly slurred. He was very stationary. You have to wonder how much longer he has in this game at that kind of highest level. I know he's become a bit of a gun for hire. And as long as he can communicate the years of experience across to his fighters, that's great. But I was really concerned about Freddie and his kind of performance last night in Cobbs' corner. There's not really much he could have done to change the outcome. But yeah, he didn't look great to me. Cobbs, uh, Rocha, he was a bit like a cup price Virgil Ortiz, let alone uh, Victor Ortiz rather than a Virgil Ortiz. He had Cobbs in Bother in the fifth round, like Andy said, rocking his head back and forward. The crowd sounded great. They were absolutely loving it. And Cobbs' head, it flies in the air. His chin's open. He's always invited for that big shot. He's not a puncher, but he fights like one and it was just getting one-sided towards the end. I don't like the shots, uh, the stoppages on the ropes either, but the doctor was having a look at them saying, look, how much more of this do you want to take? Don't know whether Freddie was ready to pull him out or not, but in the end, he was just taking too many shots, and he had to get withdrawn. I like his confidence. I like his bravado. He's not the greatest fighter in the world, but it was a good main event, and zone Oscar, just about salvaged it as far as I'm concerned. So onwards and upwards for McKinson and for Rocha and for Melakuziev back in the mix as well, but... No one really disgraced themselves. I think they kind of saved the show, Matty. They just about salvaged it in the end.
2: They they did their best on short notice. Um, Ortiz has the, I guess, the shortened version of it is as Rabdo, and for some reason, I thought that was something dogs got at the kennel, but I guess I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know for some reason. Babies are the muscles? That's
3: fucking serious. That. I mean, he's 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 muscles wasting
2: away. What the fuck's he doing? Trying to make weight? what's he using? Well, apparently he's not using anything, or he probably wouldn't be dealing with this.
3: <sighs> just wonder though, know, because they take some amount of risk. Some of these fighters, not you know, they leave it to like the last week just to get like the last yeah. you know, few few pounds off, but it can get really fucking hairy. I remember I remember watching a, a, a documentary a few years back about a MMA fighter. Um, and he was shown, you know, what he had to go through in the last 48 hours to try and make weight. It's fucking hell. He's he, you actually see his fucking facial features actually change over the course of that 48 hours to like a sunken skull and his eyes mostly totally different.
2: That's why I, I I'm honestly a fan of going back to same day weigh-ins. Well, you've got the weight divisions.
3: That's the only thing you know. And if once you've got so many divisions and. You know, People just, not much weight. They, they do weight cheap, but they try and cram themselves in the kind of smallest division that they can, so they've we then got the, the advantage to the, the twenty four uh, rehydration, just so they can fucking use it against their opponent. So I agree with you to that point, but I think as well, you know, how safe they make these weights, uh, or how safe do they make weights? Sorry, that they can actually do it on the same day go going fight that same day. I don't think they can.
0: Hey, um, Matty, Deench with all the ease is saying there, I think that's the only thing keeping Freddie going. Sad to see, but at the same time, he's living his best life in boxing. I would agree with that. Exactly what's he going to do, sit at home, rotting away? As long as he's kind of coherent and can move about, then he's probably better off doing what he loves. So I, I agree with that statement.
2: Yeah. Where would we get to there? How would we get to that?
0: Hey, do any of us get to that stage? <laughs> I
2: was like, did I miss up in the conversation where that was like, I didn't have the point of reference, but yeah, that was, that was a that was a I was point. worrying
0: about Freddie's well-being, and Dainch says, well, you might, as, you might as well still stick with the boxing as do anything else, and I, I think he's right.
2: No, I mean, there's there's, there's people who, you know, they, they, they work for many, many years, they retire, and they're dead in three months. Is it, co- is it confirmed that Ortiz will go away, do I? That's what Hopkins was saying um on the on the show last night so uh it looks to be that way because he's just he's just fucked up his
3: his title opportunity as well hasn't he yeah
2: yeah yeah he's
3: fucked up i mean it's 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 messed up for him basically because he's like number one with two bodies and it looks like now that maybe ennis might get the call for wbo who knows may eventually get WBC mandatory spot as well. I
0: think Ennis is going. The, isn't it the is it the IBF route? He's having an elimination with oh, Custio Clayton. So it's a shame though. Like you say about Ortiz, obviously his health comes first, and we know he's a big guy and he can't make the weight. But he spent all that time building himself up to welterweight, red hot division. We're looking forward to him closing in the likes of Crawford, and then he has to disappear up to the next division. It's just the way boxing goes, isn't it?
2: I don't know it's just shit, mate. Isn't it? It is shit. And uh, that's actually an interesting segue. There's there's, there's one more fight to sneak in there. But, um, Andy, I, I know this will particularly get into your skin. Uh, so uh, guess what fuckery the uh, WBO uh, is up to at uh, 140 pounds? Hey, oh, aye. They've, they've, they've,
3: they've, they've dropped Jack Cattled into third and put Tio Lopez into, is it number one or number two?
2: Uh-huh. What kind of, uh, it's just shit that, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, he's yeah he's going to be uh, against uh, potentially fe- facing Liam Paro for that belt. Um, mm. We that, Bob's organization doing the best for them again though. That I'll tell you what, man. If I'm Jack Catterall, first you, you get the cards, and that was fucked. <laughs> and, and then you get this, Steve which is just an absolute slap in the face getting demoted after you know um the even the British Board of Boxing Control was uh willing to demote Ian John Lewis following his scorecard well what do you do if you're Jack Catterall you you can't win for fucking losing at this point in time
0: Well, I suppose there's a lot of outrage about it, but this is the way boxing is, isn't it? When you've been watching it for 20-odd years like we have, you kind of know these things are coming. And the board, demoted D and John Lewis, he'll be back up again in a year's time or whatever it is, getting all the A-star appointments, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But I thought they would at least throw Catchwell a bit of a bone. He signed with Probellum now. Nobody saw that coming, so hopefully they'll be able to pull a few strings on his behalf. But yeah, sanctioning body shenanigans, promotional shenanigans. It's all part of boxing hopefully will hopefully he'll get looked looked after some way down the line but it doesn't surprise me the way things are going it slightly surprises me I will go back on myself and say that I did think they were going to look after him a little bit better than that but just just the way it goes give him an opportunity let him have another chance we all saw what he did but yeah that's that's it
2: yeah that's it's a it's pretty shitty rub on that one and you got to feel for the guy he, uh, he he put in a great performance and he just keeps getting smacked around uh, not right not ethical, but uh, it is boxing. Did you see Josh Taylor, uh, trolling him last night with a uh,
3: um, I think it was about that actually, as well. She's a uh, you better go phone the police. So, uh, obviously, I mean, dig
2: what a fucking cunt,
3: yeah. It was a bit of you think you do, like, but
2: that, that's like that's like some really low class shit right there, man. Like, uh. You know, and and I always thought that the Scots were classy people. He's totally just changing my views. That's a uh, well, this is that's
3: kind of <laughs> passed off a few people uh, that uh, those comments, but you know they're they're not exactly unsurprising to be honest with you.
2: Ah, uh, fucking Saturday. these these guys
0: have their edge, don't they? That's what you have to expect. Yeah. That's what makes them competitors. That kind of arrogance. That. You know, they, they don't want to be defeated verbally or in the ring. That, that That's what gives them that nasty edge. That's why they're, they're great fighters, I suppose. It has to be expected.
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess. But I, I kind of like the humility aspect of it too. You know, some being able to say, oh, yeah, yeah, got my ass kicked.
0: I agree. I like a mix. I've always said I like a mix. I think a bit of trash talk here and there, a bit of fighting at press conferences, a bit of humility. I wouldn't like too much either way. But sometimes, you know, boxing's going to have shit houses in it and you know? it.
2: When I mean, honestly, Floyd Mayweather is probably the best person about with that when it comes to talking a whole bunch of shit before a fight and then after it was done, just letting it go, you know. To like, be
3: honest with you, I, I, I never rated Floyd's trash talk, mate. To be honest with you, even even to this day, it's still, it's still corny, shit. you can't even think. Of it. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, most <laughs> man,
2: uh, McGregor's good, but uh, he he, he loses, you know, and it's not and he loses often, um. People who don't lose often are those people who join us in our chat every week. Uh, I'd like to thank some of them for being here. If I miss any names, I I apologize. Paul Rafferty, Ricky Gravel, uh, Michael Thompson, Matthew Russell, M. Lithgow, Nathan Ford, Chris Butler, uh, Johnny Secretariat, Johnson Nelson, Sean at Medieval, Adam Hughes, Chase Athletics, Tim Boxeo, Boom, the Motor City Cobra, Big A. Jim McDonald boxing. And uh, I believe uh, that you said Deej is in there as well. Uh, so I appreciate all you guys who are in there. I also appreciate everybody that's on our Patreon. I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to give us a rating on all of those uh, apps all over the place. Uh, those five-star ratings are very much appreciated any place that you co- folks care to listen to your podcasts. Um, also on that DAZN card, Beck the Bully, a second fight after that wicked knockout loss to Gabe Rosado, getting a good body shot stoppage over David Zagara. Uh, it, it, he's looking pretty good. He's still confident. Um, dude's coming back from a loss really, really well. Um, but Andy, why don't you go ahead and uh, fill us in on the details of a fight I didn't get to see. All I know is I didn't win any money. Uh, with uh, Taraje gaining revenge over Yabuki in three rounds.
3: Yeah, that was on their picks for last week, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you son of a bitch. Did I got well,
2: go the right one. I don't think I got the right. Uh, you got you, method, had, though. you, had, you had points. Uh, Steve Wellings vaulting into first place uh, by picking stoppage there. Uh, oh. yeah, reclaiming his uh, his spot at the throne. Um, I didn't see it to be honest with
3: you. Um, it was available on VPN, but it was fucking five o'clock in the morning job, and somebody had messaged me to say that the fight was already starting. This was like seven o'clock in the morning. I wasn't getting up at that time on a Saturday morning. Are you fucking serious? Um, so um, yeah, I just I, I just kind of followed the uh, followed the fight on Twitter. Seen the knockout was pretty devastating to be honest with you. So yeah, Ken Shiro regains his title third round knockout against Shibuku. Um, the fight's not up yet in any of the trackers that I've seen yet so I dare say it'll probably hit sometime during the next week um, if I get a copy I'll, I'll pass it on to you guys if you're interested
2: Do you think Kenshiro's going to stay at 108 pounds or do you think he might be thinking of a move up? Um, it really depends to be honest with you um, I mean there
3: is there's a couple of fights here that to be made in terms of like, unifications um, Kai is obviously the obvious one I know he signed with Eddie but it was just, that was a strange signing for me to be honest with you because Eddie doesn't really kind of promote a lot of the kind of smaller guys. I don't know what he's going to be planning to do him, but it's a unification. He holds that WBA belt, which I think it's the legit one, to be honest with you. Um, and there's there's a couple of other you know, Japanese fighters kicking around about that weight as well. he could easily fight.
2: Um, I don't know if... Um, Eddie has, Eddie has uh, your, your boy, Jesse Rodriguez. He has Julio Cesar Martinez. Uh, Dazone uh, had the Gonzalez Estrada fight. It was going to have the third one. Uh, I think Eddie's investing a bit down there. Um, well, maybe uh, I
3: don't know if he's going to be like plan it long term. But there is a uh, talent to be, to be made there. But it's cheap. It's cheap talent. You know, it's obviously it's not going to be mainstream. You know, headlining a lot of fights possibly But um, you know, there's there's a. A raft of fights these guys could, uh, could get made, but um, as for um, Ken Shear going up and weight, look, again, I think it's got to come down to opportunities, to be honest with you. <clears throat> I don't know about opportunities for him, but 112 just now, so Edwards, obviously, he fought there during the weekend. Um, I don't know if Nakatani's still got, his, still got his belt, which is the WBO, so old Japanese fight. I like to see the Japanese make more unification fights, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think they, they do make a lot of them. Um, and if they do, they generally, generally try and keep it, you know, like all Japanese or all kind of Asian fights, basically. So I think they like to see them start. Fucking racist. With, but, um, so maybe, like say Alvarado or um, Jonathan Gonzalez, I think is other title holder. Um, I think um, the other belt holder of the WBA, I think he's got to fight someone someone else in the division some sort of kind of box-off as part of the reduction of title bullshit, but I, I don't know any more about that, to be honest with
2: you. That's yeah, a lot to keep up with, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, going over to, to Thailand and you don't get a whole shitload of information out of there, right? Um, so... Steve, how much of that Dubai card uh, did you pick up? Did you catch Sonny Edwards getting a UD over uh, Mohammed Basim? Not as wide as we had wanted or predicted. Um, and uh, yeah. Regis gray also getting a getting a stoppage in uh, in six rounds as well over there. Um, and, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying I'm trying to work it out because there was two Dubai cards. I do have more notes, actually, funnily enough, on the Friday night one. But the Saturday night one, I didn't see TJ Dehaney, which I actually wanted to watch because he's always good value. But I see he knocked out Cesar Juarez in the second round. I got an email notification off Probellum, great bunch of lads. That batch carved knocked out Correa, I didn't see that either. And I managed to miss Peter McGrail from the walk on to the uh, decision, so... He uh, knocked someone out in the second round. I saw Progre against McKenna. It was pretty much expected. Terrell to McKenna's tough as old boots. He talks himself into good opportunities, but I thought Progre had maybe shot his load. He always looks a little bit chubby for, for me, Progre. Like he could slim down, but he's always struggling with the weight. And came He came in always... at
2: 138 for this one too. He yeah, we career I, low.
0: That's, that's right. I, I always wonder as well about him... Why no big promoters picked him up? He's clearly talented, he can clearly punch, but he has to kind of go out to these backwaters and he signed with about three or four different promoters and managers and advisors and he always seemed like a natural fit for the PBC, but Uncle Al obviously saw something in him that wasn't there and hasn't picked him up, but he was out there beating up Tyrone McKenna, as I said, took his lumps, badly cut, dropped, got stuck in as much as he could, but ProGrey just had the edge in class, experience uh, punching power in particular, and he looked he looked good. I'd like to see him in bigger opportunities than this, but at least he kept himself ticking over. And as for the Sonny Edwards one, did a lot of dancing, a lot of moving, a lot of shit talk to Danny Vaughan. He was shouting to the corners. Wazim was coming forward, throwing a lot of bombs, but looked like Sonny was dipping and ducking out of the way of most of what I saw. But the cards represented a little bit of a different fight. He had points deducted, from what I understand. I was only dipping in and out of this one. It was at a funny time. I thought to myself, oh, yeah, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. be a great time to watch boxing, but it just wasn't to be for me. So I didn't get to watch it completely, just sitting with my eyes glued to the screen. But Sonny did what he does. He's a good fighter, technically good, not that good on the eyes. Ozzy Smith, friend of the party, who's unfortunately not with us tonight, RIP, is a big Sonny Edwards fan. He's going to be very difficult to beat for people. But at the end, I did catch part of his uh, post-fight interview and he seemed to be calling out Martinez and he wants unifications. He wants ring magazine. He wants this, that, and the other. And that's good. I think he genuinely will take the big fights and he generally will. Martinez give needs a
2: few months off. That's what <laughs> after I thought. That I think,
0: that's <laughs> what I thought too. After that, after that, after the Chocolatito fight, but that's what Edwards thinks. Maybe he punches soft enough that they'll put him in again. But yeah, Edwards is a talented fighter. Maybe not the best on the eye because he not the biggest puncher, but he did exactly what he could against Wazim, who uh, did exactly what he could as well. And it's a decent fight, decent card overall. Uh, they got a couple of nights in Dubai. Everyone seemed to have a great time. All the 45 people in attendance over the two nights combined. So uh, more power to them, I say. Doing a great job, those fellas.
2: Well, seriously, just not very many people in the stands. Just like some really... Like, Empty, uh... It's like two-man, a dog sitting there... That's that's really odd. Eve,
3: and and even Azad but Eve, was in town at the weekend in,
2: in Dubai.
0: So could have and, at least got a few crisis actors in the. In yeah, the uh, uh, yeah. What the <laughs> fu- uh,
2: and this is and it's called duty free stadium. Yeah, duty free. yeah. That's what they're advertising. Like, yeah, I ain't got to pay any duties on a pack two hundred
0: Benson and Hedges with every ticket, I think, and some uh, Paco Rabanne perfume. <laughs>
2: That's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, if they're paying these people the money, but it's, there's like, this is like that more money than sense kind of fucking thing going on over there. But I mean, if somebody wants to pay Regis Progre to go fight Tyrone McKenna and uh, in front of them and five of their closest friends, well, fuck it. If the money's right, what are you going to do? Uh, exactly. What a bizarre fucking world this is. The boxing is just the strangest goddamn thing ever. Um, Andy, do you have any thoughts on this card uh, before we uh, we move on over? Yeah, pretty much as uh, what Steve said. I, I did catch most of the, the
3: Edwards fight. Um, I thought he was it was pretty much on point. I, there was moments where he was getting getting caught. Maybe he was getting a wee bit cocky and that, but never really in any much bother, To be honest with you, I know I know Wazim was 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 pressing him quite constantly. Maybe um, you know the. The commentating team is kinda of like suggesting this as to why he's fighting like that. He did like he was kinda of like brawling out a wee bit in the first five or six rounds. Um it seemed to be part of the strategy, I think. It was fighting at his own game, you know, bank the rounds and then just kinda of like coax at home. So yeah, he, he, he does what he does and I uh, agree with Steve, he will be definitely be will be hard to beat. I know he called it Martinez. I, I there's part of me thinks um he's he's brushing up Eddie's ego by doing that because there's a couple of times I've seen Sonny now be kind of like, not so much begging for the fight, but being kind of like complimentary or nice towards Eddie to try and get this fight. So um, Maybe Eddie's had a joke that said to him, look, you need to start being nice to me if you want these fights or whatever. So he's, uh, he's probably just <laughs> probably went and done that. As it's, it's, it's for Progre, he beat the absolute shit out of Tyrone McKenna. Um, it was pretty pretty savage to be honest with you. Um, never really kind of offered much back. So progress as I said, you know, I mentioned it a couple of weeks back after the Josh Taylor fight. You know, where, where, where has he been? You know, he, he's not really got a, a following, he's not really got a fan base. Um, I remember his fight, uh, one of his fights in the World Boxing Super Series uh, was um, was, in his, uh, was in his hometown and it was fucking empty. So he just takes opportunities that he can get.
0: But, like a sports hall, wasn't it? That <laughs> Yeah, it was.
3: <laughs> fucking, it was a big, massive theatre today. It was like fucking 500 folk in it. But, um... I just want to see him more active, I need to see him in better fights I just think he's kind of like possibly regressed, maybe maybe he's been paid good money for the for that series and um, it's just maybe kind of hampered his, his dedication to me but who knows because he's talented, he's got power um, and he should certainly be, be challenging for titles and he should certainly be challenging some of the top fighters and that's, it's not disrespect to Tyrone McKenna but he's, no, he's not one of the elite division, especially at 140 so I want to see him in you know Again, obviously, there's there's politics involved here, but some of the man is going to get stacked up shortly now. But he needs to be fighting far better than that. Uh, I don't know if I caught anything else in that card. To be honest with me, um...
2: tell us about uh, about Thor Bjornson against oh. Eddie Hall. Then, man, I, I can't when... believe I missed it. That's dude. I got to see it. So I was bad. sitting watching I was... it. Right? I, was, I was
3: actually quite surprised. He you, you, you remember that fucking Scottish heavyweight title fight that was on Sky a couple of weeks back. Yeah well yeah, that's a great fight man. that was shit <laughs> these two Paul guys would beat uh, both of them <laughs> uh, easily these two guys were actually okay believe it or though they
2: were actually jabbing you know they're real uh, professionals like you, people of- who get to the top of their their you know their their sport they know the effort it takes and they're like yeah. these guys dug in so good on them yeah they got, both got dropped both got up fought it out to the end i think it was
3: a sixth round i think um I think it was won I didn't really catch the because what happened was the, the the official stream was actually free, but it kept fucking up and kept breaking down. So then there was some podcast on YouTube. Eventually, managed to do a voiceover was actually streaming it live. I ended up catching it by by pure circumstance. <laughs> um, as it says, um, it was it was okay. I just found out the score it was fifty seven fifty four to to um, to Bjornson. So uh, yeah, so that kind of factors on like the lockdowns, etc. But it was actually it was actually okay. It was kind of weird seeing two guys like fucking jacked. I mean, you should see Eddie Eddie Hell Eddie Hall's fucking shoulders, man. It's like fucking pineapple stuck up the top. Andy, the to be
0: fair, right, I saw a clip on Twitter from that Thor, and he, th- he threw like a right hand, fainted, and a big left after it, man. It, the technique wasn't too bad. I've seen worse.
3: Aye, this is what I was saying. It was it was fucking you know you take that Jay McFarlane uh, fight, a couple of weeks back, It was mean, shit compared to this. This this was fucking this was this was okay. Actually, okay stuff. Um. Obviously, Big Bjorn's been working on Billy Nelson the last few months, so he's he's kind of like got him into shape. Get the so they looked better than Freddie Flintoff. Uh, basically, mate. Aye, hundred percent. Did um, it, it was okay. It was a good laugh. Um, it says I think most folk would say, um, that they were technically better than what we probably were expecting. So yeah, it was okay.
2: There was uh, a few years back on, uh, I think it was on the History Channel. There was a, a show called "The Strongest Man in the World," and uh, and Eddie Hall and uh, I, I don't can I think Thor did it too. It was one of the guys on there, and it's a great show. Like these, all these guys so much are very much gentle giants. They just they like to have fun. They they love kids. They're good with people and shit like that. Brian Shaw um i've shockingly i've never run into him and you, you'd know if you did he he lives like within 15-20 miles of me um so it's it's interesting and You're you talking know about
0: the world's strongest man you know like magnus Magnusson and all them no, what, what, no yeah magnus magnus tom stoltman <laughs> what you the call the guy one? that used to pull the, the trucks along uh, in there, jeff but... Kips. Jeff Kips. yeah jeff capes yeah
2: yeah that's that's who that's who these guys are man Thor and Eddie that that's the shit that they do like the yeah. Atlas stones and things like that like yeah these guys are are absolute beast I, I think Eddie Hall has a world record for something I think because he's real like kind of short and squat compared to to like Thor I, I think it's like some I think it might be like uh, like deadlift or squat or something like that you know we being closer to the ground is is really advantageous I think Um, think his deadlift's like a pre. I
3: don't know if it's still the world record, but it was certainly at one point The deadlift. I I know that for a fact because they mentioned it in the the recent strongman tournament that Tom Stallman won, actually. Um, He's multiple time British, UK champion or whatever, and European champ or something along those lines. Fucking guy's got titles coming to his asshole, man.
2: And, and, and like and honestly if you get a chance to like see some of the like I said that the show's called uh the, the, was i think it's the strongest world's strongest man or some shit like yeah uh, every year it. they do that no Glenn it, it, and
0: all it, them used to do
2: no th- this was a like a, a history channel thing where they you know uh-huh. like do like you know, sorted challenges going across the world or something like that and, and then they um and you know they have in-betweens where they're just bullshitting and, and stuff like that but it's a great show they're great guys Highly recommended. That's cool that they went into boxing and they took it seriously. Um, cause it, it sounds like it wasn't an embarrassing moment for boxing, much like trailer cards can be. Um, so right on. Um, that's really cool. So, um, guys, it might be a little bit of a short show, um, this week. Uh, just, it's just a little bit, you know, the, 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 action was a little bit light this week. Nothing exciting, nothing too exciting next week too. Um, 135 pound clash over on ESPN, uh, between Miguel Berchelt coming back after that devastating ass kicking delivered by, uh, God damn it. Why can't I think of his name? But anyways, uh, and, uh, he's going against Jeremiah Nakatila, uh, who has lost to, uh, God, he's lost to Lomachenko. He lost to Stevenson, uh, in this Steve, this is a fight for me, uh, I'm not entirely positive that I'm going with Burchelt on this one because he, I don't know that it was just the, the weight Oh, against Oscar Valdez there. It came to me. Um, I, I, he just at times just looked like a totally washed fighter. And this might just be one of those moments where a chump gets a chance to take out a former champ because Nakatila is nothing special, but I wouldn't count him out the way uh, that, uh, Burchelt looked last time.
0: No, I think to be honest with you, I'll probably count him out. I think that N- Nakatilla's shit, man. That fight against Shakur Stevenson, he he was really poor. I think Stevenson should have put his foot on the gas and got rid of him. I know uh, he went the twelve rounds, so he might have had have a bit of ruggedness about him. I don't remember him fighting Lomachenko though, to be honest. But um yeah, I think Bashel should be able to win this. It's all set up for him to win this one after the Valdez fight, he just kept coming forward, didn't he? Thinking his his power, his pressure, his pace was going to get to Valdez, and in the end, he just started getting picked up. Well, I know he was dropped earlier in the fight as well, but Valdez boxed really nicely that night, and he didn't meet him head on. He showed a new dimension to his game, and he boxed him, and he caught him at all the right times, and it was it was a dangerous knockout at the end, just that big, massive banging shot, and Bichelt was just completely exhausted, ended up collapsing, but I think he's had enough of a rest since then. That was what Uh, February 2021, you know, it was over a year ago now that fight was. Time just flies by, man. And Bichelt was dropped three times in total. So, yeah, maybe he got more of a beating than I thought. But hopefully the year out, giving him a chance to regroup and get himself back in. And I'd be surprised if Bichelt lost to a guy like Nakatilla, to be honest. But stranger things have happened. But I'd go for Bichelt probably on points or maybe try and make a bit of a statement to get himself back in the mix. Because if he can stop Nakatilla where Stevenson couldn't, he might have a bit of a bargaining chip going forward. Maybe the winner or even the loser rematch with Valdez um, after Shakur Stevenson beats him, Uh, he could get back into that mix. But I'll be be surprised if Nakathila beats him. If I'm honest,
2: yeah, this is back up a lightweight. So I think that I don't think Burchelt is aiming for anything Valdez again. Um, So Uh, uh, right
0: uh, enough, yeah. So he's he's out the way altogether. So yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So so moving up is 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 a good thing for him. Uh, I mean, I I think that might take care of the weight thing. And now it's just kind of wondering what he has left. i think that five pounds matters
0: not really too much business at lightweight i suppose he was wbc champion wasn't he down at super featherweight i think so if he's got a bit of credibility with them in the bank he might try and plot that course up at lightweight well there's already about four wbc champions at lightweight so he can maybe muscle in and get himself some kind of creative title is haney the champion is cambosis the champion who knows yeah a decent win against nakathila he could maybe push himself into the mix but uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he lost next
3: week.
2: Andy, you giving the big tall bastard a chance against the Warrior?
3: I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. Mate. I, I agree with everything Steve was saying. The guy's not great, to be honest with you, but burchell has got a lot of miles on the clock. Um, but he, he, I still think he's got enough about him, surely, to beat this guy. I mean, I think every time he's, I think he's had one step up in class, I think, and he's, and he's, and he's lost it. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see, but Burchelt, you know, he's a bit happy, he's, with anything, he's he's a heavy hitter, so you never know. Maybe if he catches uh, the nibbing uh, with a shot he might go. But um I'm siding with I'm siding with Burchell. I'll say he stops him probably late. Um
2: was that a ten or a twelve rounder? I believe that was scheduled for ten.
0: This eight. one, this Bashelt one's a twelve, according to Box. It... of
2: a bitch, I'm always wrong. I'll
3: I'll go late stoppage if he if he struggles or maybe looks by
2: I think we might start asking questions, maybe about him. Um... I'm just... Yeah, I'm just on the fact because when somebody takes a beating like he did, um, and it's not like he's he's a youngster, uh, I just have questions. So, um... it's, not so much, it's not so much the beatings as well, mate. It's, it's, it's the opponents
3: that he's fought in the fights he's been in. Remember the, the Takahashi Maura fight? I think he had two or three fights <laughs> Dude,
2: with Francisco that Vargas. Good. That was such a great fight. That yeah, I remember the Vargas fights, fight. so, mate?
3: Uh-huh. No, they were even they were even brutal. Um, I can't mind the, anything else top of my head just now, but. Um, Valdez obviously, you know, he gave him an absolute fucking savage beatdown. Um must be in his mid thirties now, so you just wonder how much he's got left. Going up weight as well. Um, the Umora fight was fucking epic. Yeah, it was it was sick. It was absolutely sick. Ah, I think he have bigger... got dropped in that fight actually as well. Even though that Burchel won that, I think he won it wide. But um it was fucking Was uh, the
0: guy who just kept on throwing like the big I... powerful left hand constantly, just bang, I... bang, bang.
3: Just fucking <laughs> straight. <laughs>
2: ahead the
3: whole fucking fight man
2: dude there's there is what there is uh thank god he pulled out Fucking like uh abner mores was gonna move up to 130 pounds to fight my for his belt and, uh, and that was before all the fights with uh you know with uh Vargas or or Burchelt or anything oh, like hell. that and I was like oh man I was waiting for that to happen I'm like you think Johnny Gonzalez left hand fucking hurt you boy that thing is gonna destroy your fucking wasn't ass wasn't Mares like gonna
0: that? move up and fight Javonta Davis at one point they must hate him over there <laughs> was it, was it somebody was it Davis or somebody like that like, uh, I'm pretty sure I before know. he retired
2: I don't know. It was sick. After after the Leo losses, uh, they just like, yeah, what can we do to this poor guy? Uh, man. Now he talks on Showtime like he's on a lag. No wonder the poor fellow all the shots he's taken. Oh, shit. <laughs> man, I miss Johnny Gonzalez, man. That guy could punch. What what a great puncher he was. I uh, fought Gary Russell, didn't he, Gonzalez? Did he knock out um,
3: was it Linares? In Japan? Or, no, it was Hackett. Was it uh, he totally
0: fought fucking... um, oh, my favorite Filipino fighter. Oh, what do you call him?
2: Jerry or Penaloza. Penaloza. Yeah. He was a
0: good fighter. Penaloza.
2: Yeah. There's some good fights at featherweight back in the day. And that guy was such a dark horse. Cause God, he could fucking punch. God, he could punch. Um, so anyways, uh, let's see here. There's also a, going back over to Dubai. Um, I don't know, uh, how many people are going to be uh, in attendance for this one, Steve. Uh, but let's see here. I got my screenshots. There we go. But uh, we're going to have on that one uh, Mike Perez versus uh, Vasile Ducar at Cruiserweight. Brian Augustin Agregu versus Kulbord Daca at junior middleweight. And Andy Marcos Maidana against Yao Cabrera over six rounds at middleweight. What? <laughs> the bad man is back. Fuck. I
3: don't, I've never seen back that one. in Just... Dubai. Just talking just talk just, talk, just me talking about like my Dana. That, that's a shock. I've got two other shocks for for the people listening actually. This is gonna like bring us up. But Lee Selby's fighting Argentina next Saturday. Uh-huh. Right. Never what? seen that one. Lee Selby, yeah. aye, he's fighting They're a guy. Unbeaten guy isn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Gustavo Lemos, his name is twenty seven and 17 knockouts. And then uh, this one will get there some of the old school up my arms and that but uh Reno Leibenberg's fighting on the Felix Sturm undercard Germany next Saturday, right? Guess who he's fighting? Cassim Uma, fuck. An eight round. He's forty three. He's got PTSD. He's got CTE. And God knows fucking what else he's got, man. But various alcoholics on the stern <laughs> undercard, mate. Stern's forty
0: three as well. Are they? Are they trying to get someone killed on them cards
3: or what, man? Mate, I I. I th- this 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 uh, Uma was the one that was actually f- like frog marched into the Ugandan army. And... He was a That's fucking right.
2: child soldier, child uh, soldier,
3: right? Exactly, aye. Fucking, remember fighting
0: get... Roman Karmazin, man, aye. on a Sunday morning back in about two
3: thousand and eight. Killed his fucking dad because he because he defected eh, when he was at a boxing tournament. <laughs> Killed his fucking dad. Couldn't he return to see him get fucking buried and like that poor cunt. But yeah, he's been in, he's been in by a fucking few names like Gabe Rosado, Vargas, Matheus, and Triple G. Yeah, give
0: Triple G a decent fight. Yeah, aye
3: jermaine taylor was that was that the one that the um Manny to was losing his shit at jermaine taylor in the corner was no, that the cory spinks fight
0: that was the spinks i think wasn't it?
3: Was it
2: the spinks fight he's fought All
0: right it was one of them yeah. fights.
2: nobody Can't... could ever figure out how Corey spinks was beating their fighter to this day after watching a number of Corey spinks fights it still makes no oh, fucking yours, it's sense choc- to me no, I don't like him. I really don't, but I've watched enough of his fights to know that he definitely won. He beat Mayorga, didn't he? I, I, yeah, and he got robbed against a couple people, too, and he's just... He didn't look like he was good enough to beat any of them, but he did. Uh, you know, that
3: my Dana fight just, just slipped through my analogy I mean, put it that way. I didn't, is it even listed on BoxRank, mate? That was on ESPN's schedule. Let's see, we're working off different shows. I just put it in the box, right? It's still coming up. So, is it an exhibition? I don't know.
2: It's, a, it's over, it, over six rounds. God damn it. A... Who's he facing? My. Sorry, he's facing Yao Cabrera. Yao Cabrera.
3: Never heard mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. I like to see what weight he's in. He's a middleweight. Fucking hell. So
2: middleweight? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've got I've got I've got to see this now. I will Eurosport next week as well, isn't it? Steve, all the Dubai shows are on yes yeah, Eurosport. I,
0: think, I think it will be actually, yeah.
3: So hopefully we get to see them. There was I one,
0: on, there was one on Friday night, Matty, if you want me to quickly run over it for you. Sure, go for it, man. It was the John O'Carroll fight, actually. I know that I asked Rob about it last week, you see, so I was I just thought I'd make a few notes. So but yeah, John O'Carroll's carved out a decent little career for himself. Me and Rob have discussed it in the past. I have th- I remarked in the WhatsApp, actually, the African fellow he fought, he looked compact and sturdy, and I thought he might be around for the long haul, but I got it wrong again. Carroll just used his experience and his work rate and ratcheted up the pace a little bit and started putting it on him. Patrick Ari, the opponent was called, and there was just a difference in quality and gears, and one thing I was going to mention as well was I think we need to start reassessing this Ghana praise as well. I mean, it's it's correct that there's some tough legends come out of that part of the world, guys like Azuma Nelson and Ike Corte, but Lately, they've been few and far between, and they're just mostly fight zone fodder. I'm you know, the, ta- the
2: the problem is is a lot of these modern Ghanaian kids are born with a wooden spoon in their mouth, Steve. know the hard The the prison canteen's not chewing them up anymore, actually. So it's it time to
0: retire, to- Andy. Man, Accra is a boxing hotbed until further notice. I, I think. know
3: Bakum, that was, that was the place where all the big boxers come from. that, but there's, yeah, there's nobody. I mean, I dogbow Dogbo, possibly the last Ghanaian. It's been a world champion. Yep. was Can a I good
0: mean. fighter. But apart from that, man, yeah, I uh, think yes. living on past glories. Oh, are talking about Ghana, just off the top of my head. I've noticed Kevin mm. McAllister.
3: No, Kevin McAllister. Lee McAllister. Lee McAllister, yeah. He's back <laughs> down at Welterweight. <laughs> He's fucking fighting in Ghana next week. He was heavyweight last time, I saw <laughs> Exactly. What the fuck is going on here?
0: <laughs> He's, I don't know, man. He's ended up on boxing. But yeah, uh, other couple ones on that Dubai card as well. Shaqu- oh, Shaki Foster looked pretty good. He fought in a world title for uh, Eliminator. Against Mohamed Jakubov, he, he took his digs well, pretty straightforward uh, fighter. Shabazz Massoud beat Johan Boyou. Boyou's been in the past with Paul Butler and Inouye. I think he's just looking for a final few paydays now. He was pulled out by his corner. No knock on Masood; he looked decent, but Boyo, oh, he's he's washed now. And a quick word as well for former pod guest Rowan Darte, who lost uh, for the first time on that Friday night undercard. He's an Irish fighter based in Dubai. His trainer listens to the show. He used to, at least. Anyway, shout out if he still does. Uh, disappointing now to see him defeated finally in his 15th card, Rowan Darte. So, yeah, the Friday night card was actually pretty decent. If you either pushed Friday and Saturday together, you might have had a, a decent fight card overall, but they split it up. And, yeah, it kept us going on Eurosport, I suppose, Matty, from that 4 o'clock till 7 o'clock period.
2: He's just an Irish fighter based in Dubai.
0: Yeah, and he was born in Manchester, and I think he has some kind of Iranian descent, so there's a lot going on oh, there. Oh, okay.
2: That's a lethal mixture, <laughs> Iranian and Irish fucking mixture. Oh, shit. The only question is, uh, is is he a City fan or United?
0: I'm not sure. Explosive, yeah. explosive fighter, though. Good fighter, Rowan.
2: But yeah, he lost. Well, damn. Well, hopefully he gets back up on the winning train uh, up ahead here. Um, let's see here. Back to the, uh, the upcoming in, uh, in, uh, this is coming week here for one of our fights for our pickums. And, uh, just to go over that right now, I'm the only one that went with Yabuki because I, I don't know, I'm fucking stupid. Um, and, uh, right now we're sitting at, uh, Steve Wellings in the lead with nine points. And now, uh, because Rob went with, uh, you went with, uh, Taraji by stoppage when he sent me, uh, like sent him a message a couple days after the pod, uh, he go ahead and picks up three Oz went with points on garage. He picks up two, So we got a three-way tie for a uh, second place and me lingering there in last, um, God, uh, they will probably last a really long time. I'll probably just stay in the basement the whole while. Um, but our first fight, Mr. Wellings, since, uh, you are, uh, the one that's currently sitting in the lead. Our first fight for you is going to be Tim zoo. Coming stateside and fighting in fucking Minneapolis, Minnesota, of all places, against Terrell Gaucher. Gaucher, good enough fighter. He's been with some solid opposition. Durable Olympian. Credible opponent. What are you thinking happens for the uh, the upcoming Aussie here? I'm high on this kid.
0: Yep, this is the first instalment of the Showtime PBC roster of nine fights, which was put up during the week. A couple of pay-per-views thrown in there as well. Uh, Patreon subscribers will know that I gave my thoughts uh, throughout the week. Gaucher, I'm still scarred from that fight he had with Erislandi Lara when he bored the pants off me, but he is a good fighter. He has a bit of pop. I'm pretty sure I went over this last week. I'm just going to bore everybody, go over all ground, got rid of Jamonte Clark, so he can clearly bang if he gets into range. I think he'll give Sue a few problems. He's awkward. He can punch if Sue leaves himself open. I think there's opportunities for Gaucher. That said, I'm going for Tim Sue on points, but not necessarily as straightforward as people think. Uh, I was a big fan of his father, Costa. I thought he was a fantastic fighter. Tim's been doing all the right things. He's gone over to America now at the right time. This is the ne- the next step up of his career. The natural progression is to go stateside, put on a performance. If he was to get rid of Gaucher, knock him out, that would be a statement that would really show that he's arrived and he's he's ready to, to mix things up in the division. But at the moment, I think Gaucher's savvy enough, experienced enough and a skilled enough boxer. You mentioned Olympian as well to give him rounds, to win rounds, and gives give Sue a bit of a hard time. <coughs> maybe even a majority decision, a couple to Sue, and maybe an even card. I do think Gaucho will give him problems, and it will be up to Sue to solve those problems. So no stoppage for me. Tim Sue on points after a pretty rough and tumble 12 rounds, I think.
2: All right. Steve going with zoo on points. Andy, what direction are you going on that fight? With the son of the man. I was um uh, I'm I'm with Steve and uh, Tim Zoo, picking him to win. Um part of
3: me thinks possibly a light stoppage, but considering how he beat the shit out of you anyway. Um if Gauch is able to stand up for his power, um he can make it awkward. I think he, he could maybe land a few straight right hands on on Tim Zoo. Um he can get caught, we kinda of too straight, I think, as well, kinda the area but um but is decent. You know he's got decent skills, decent jab, good right hand, um, sturdy. And if he gets you hurt, he will step into you and he'll try and finish you off. So you know Zoo will need to be respectful of him, but at the same time, at twenty seven, this is his big move. Um, time to step it up and time to kind of put it on to the rest of the world to show that you are you are now the new upcoming guy because you all think he could be um, challenging for titles possibly in the next year or so. Um, I'm not I'm not too sure if he signed full time with PBC, but this is for the fights to get to get made, that I think it's the it's the obvious choice, especially in that weight division anyway. So um, yeah, if he's gonna be at one
2: fifty four yeah, and one sixty over doubt. the next yeah.
3: So he, he's he's cleared out regionally, shall we say, you know, Australia, Asia, specific what you want to call it. It's no time to step up to the world class. And Gaucher would be, you know, a good test because as I say he's, he's, I think he's got two losses. I think they've both came to Who's it? One, one was to Lara. Who was the second one to Again, um, what's his name? Uh,
2: oh, um,
3: was it Lubin? No. Lubin. That's who it was. Yes, yeah, Lubin, yeah. Uh, It was over distance and that. So it was, um, you know, he's only lost to guys who have been either, like, you know, world ranked. So t- Tim Zou's, like number three. If he doesn't win this fight, Gaucho, then it's obviously it could be another hard road back from. But at the same time, as I'm expecting Zoo to do it. Um, I do expect him to have some issues. Um he might get a bit greedy. We be hungry to impress possibly. But at the same time, um I think he'll have his moments where he's has to kinda of think his way through it. But I'm I'm kinda of siding I'm kinda of siding maybe with a late stoppage, but I'm gonna because Steve's in the lead just now, I need to try and hard pace him, so i am gotta go points as well just to just to try and just, <laughs> just try haggling well, his coattails, basically at this point with his prediction league.
2: Gotta have a strategy, man. You gotta yeah, you have you a got strategy. To. That's awesome. I'm lucky, I'm like everyone else, fuck it. Uh, if yeah, they're wrong, right, I'm got right. It, if you're it, you got to win it. <laughs> Aren't we are doing go, this man? till
0: the end of the year, you said, Matthew?
2: Fucking A, man. So <laughs> was he was he clinging on to me in March? <laughs> it
3: doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Go be mine you New York. The, can you can he let you
2: see you go too far out of Take you open
0: league football, Andy man. Take it easy, it's all right. You eh? you,
2: are, you are the target right now. See, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. stay in the back and then just come up and surprise everybody towards the end. You know, we want what he's he I'm I'm going with the Lee Wood method. Let's see here. All right, so you got points. I'm going with. I'm taking the stoppage. I'm taking. I'm taking by stoppage. That would be
0: an impressive performance if he stops him, you know. Because Lubin, for all of his faults, he can bang. And Gosha managed to negotiate the the distance with him. And Lara, I mean, that was a terrible fight. He stunk it out. I think he's experienced enough to see it through. And if Sue stops him, I think it's a statement matter.
2: Yeah, it, it's a it's a big statement. Um, and I mean, that's part of the you know, uh, like I said, I'm I'm high on the kid. So uh, so uh, let let's shoot for the stars on this one. Oh look, who's coming here? At perfect time. Perfect timing, Rapping Rob Kelly join us. Uh, Rob, did, did you know that you're my third favorite Irish recording artist of all time uh, behind uh, uh, right behind the cores and Thin Lizzy?
1: I thought you were going to say Bono, we were going to have a fucking problem. <laughs> did know <laughs> I do that joke before. Shaddaia
0: Davit and Crystal Swing. <laughs> yeah,
2: Lizzie's the greatest band of all time from Ireland, and that's gonna Man, stay that way forever.
1: Big fan of the chorus myself. Be honest with you.
2: Um, Lo- lovely young them, lasses, Rob. Main, lovely them, <laughs> at one time.
1: The main singer, she's married to a billionaire Dermot Desmond's son. What does he have that I don't? <laughs> <laughs> so, Control the Celtic
2: Football Club. That'd be nice for a start.
1: i on be on time.
2: So Rob, let, let's let's I'll give you a chance here to circle back on anything from this last weekend that you thought was worth talking about. And then we'll uh, jump back into where we're at the uh, at the previews. But yeah, if there's anything you like from the past couple of days, uh, feel yeah. free to speak your piece.
1: I was ex- it was an exciting fight with uh, Blair Cobbs and, and Rocha actually. I enjoyed that fight. That was pretty good. Um Cobbs is one of these guys that I kind of he's talked himself into my into my psyche, you know that way. Like I, he wasn't on my radar at all, but he's entertaining a little bit I guess he's a trash talker he was talking about he wanted Spence Spence and Bud Crawford wasn't he Um before that so no, I mean I think he can punch uh, he's got an exciting style but he doesn't seem to have much powers of recovery when he gets hit and um that low like I love the low lead hand it's great until you get caught you know that way so it's fucking it's fantastic he's got a southpaw style and all that but that that he reaches a little bit, a bit with the shots, and he doesn't seem to get the hand back to the face quick enough. And and Rocha jumped on him when he got him hurt. To Rocha jumped on him when he got him hurt, and uh, and finished the job. So credit to him. I suppose you know when when fighters like uh, Cobb get beaten, there's always more about it because of the tra- trash talk. So if you trash talk, you have to learn it. You have to know how to fight. But. He's fucking thirty-two years of age. He's probably trying to put himself in the mix for a big fight. He was doing all the right things, opening his mouth. He just wasn't keeping his fucking hands up as well. He was actually quite doing quite well in the fight up until then. But um, and then like the Sonny Edwards and the David Avanesian and the Hamza shirt, they're all routine enough wins. Like I don't think we uh, you, you guys have probably covered them. Um, Berlanga. Berlanger wanna be stopping Steve uh, a fighter of the calibre of Steve Rolls if he's gonna be what they said he's gonna be, I think. Um I don't think it, from what I've seen of Steve Rolls, now I haven't seen the fight yet. Um but from what I saw of, of Rolls up to this point, he didn't look great um to me. So um that suggests that maybe Berlang is gonna find a little bit tougher as he moves up in levels of opposition. Other than that, wasn't a fantastic week. It wasn't a bad weekend, but it wasn't a fantastic weekend. And I think we've had better weeks in the in the recent past, but just yeah, too I much you... little
3: Betty hangs that was on
1: this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole lot of nothing basically, wasn't there? A lot going on, but it was all a bit like routine shit. Like wasn't it so?
2: Yeah, it was. It was just was kind of a weekend, right? <laughs> it's that we had shit to watch, but. uh not necessarily any real oohs and ahs, but uh, yeah, the uh, the knockout of Cobbs was pretty fucking good at the end of the day. Um, but Rob, where we were at in those uh, in those previews and one of our uh, fights for our predictions this week uh, is uh, is Tim Zoo against Terrell Gaucher. Uh What are you thinking about the uh, Aussie and his American debut?
1: No, I think that the script is written for for Zoo to to progress, isn't it? Like this is this is his first fight outside of Australia. Yeah, I guess yeah, well. so yeah. yeah, so that that'll bring something different. There's a bit of pressure with that. Uh, comes in fighting, you know, he's had, he's he certainly had it on all his own way up to this point. I think he's been uh, matched pretty well. Um, he's got a long way to proving he's his own man, which is something that he was making a point of saying a lot in his earlier interviews. Um, so a win against the likes to get like he, he didn't he make himself. Who did he make himself available for their... Recently, was it one of the Charlos? Carlo Castagno, I think. Yeah, he jumped, yeah he, he jumped in, didn't he? So he's he's certainly willing to to, to challenge himself at the top level. And I think Gouche is probably a stepping stone in the right direction. I would think that Zoo was going to win this within seven, um, and cut him down, beat him down, and get the stoppage. Um oh. I that, yeah. I think I think look at matchmaking is everything, isn't it? Like I think he's 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 having his first uh, kind of venture into the US. I think he's going to be looking to put on a performance and they're going to give him somebody that he could look good against to make a big fight down the line. So I kind of see him stopping Gershia within seven.
2: Does it make you feel better or worse that I also picked Zubai stoppage?
1: Well, it makes me feel way worse now. Is there money on it? <laughs> <laughs> not, not
2: yet, Rob. Not yet. <laughs> if they pick someone to look good against, then they
1: mustn't have
0: seen Gershia against Laura.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I just, I don't know. I think, I think. I think Zoo is gonna. I think Zoo is the real deal from what I've seen of him so far. I haven't really been paying as, as close attention to the goucher. Maybe I'm doing him a disservice, but I think um, Zoo's gonna get the job done with a with a stoppage.
2: All right, Rob and I riding on that Zoo stoppage train, um, and now we're gonna hop on the plane and head over to Leeds. Uh, lovely bunch of, of lads there in Leeds. And, uh, Steve, uh, we're going to see the rematch between Warrington and Martinez. Uh, the uh, the undercard includes Ebony Bridges getting a title opportunity somehow. It is what it is. Weird world. Um, But then uh, the one fight that I think uh, could be pretty interesting on the undercard, 135-pound clash, Maxi Hughes, Ryan Walsh. Give me your th- take on that one, Steve.
0: I've had enough of Leeds, first of all, after last Friday night against Wolves, but I'll do that in my own time, shall I? Uh, Yeah, Maxi Hughes, that's a good fight against Ryan Walsh. Ryan Walsh is a quality operator. I've seen him live and in Technicolor uh, back in the day against James Tennyson. He's a good switch hitter, very accurate puncher. Him against Hughes is a good fight. It's it's a decent undercard altogether from Eduardo. I'll give him a pat on the back. Ebony Bridges, uh, IBF bantamweight title against Maria Cecilia Roman. No idea about her. She could be anything. It's all set up, I imagine, for Ebbs to get her world title and send a Facebook group into Raptures, so uh, that should be a decent one. Hopi Price there as well. Sky Nicholson. Dalton Smith against Ray he an, an interesting one for me. Ray Moylet's sort of come out of the shadows again. I remember him back in the day as an amateur. He was a quality amateur, really exciting. Nice guy, interviewed him on a number of occasions. Turned pro in America. It just didn't happen for him for whatever reason. He has a good beard as well, which is always a plus in my book. He seems to have come out of... Uh, Like I said, out the shadows here. I'm just going to click on him quickly and see where he's been hiding, Ray. He's obviously in the away corner, set up to lose against Dalton Smith, but he was last seen out in 2021. So a year ago, he fought with a first-round knockout in Belgium. And before that, he lost a split to Urus Quetta three years ago in Castle Bar. That was his only loss to date. It hasn't happened for him as a pro. He's been bought in as the away man. He might end up going the same way as Eric Donovan did a few weeks ago against Robizzi Ramirez. But um, he, he, real pro-style Ray Moylet, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, as for the main event, do you want me to talk about the main event? Or is it just undercard only, Mati?
2: I was just hitting that uh, the Maxi Hughes-Ryan Walsh fight, but uh, yeah, what, whatever you want to do.
0: I don't know. Kiko Martinez, I mean, how many times are we going to wheel this guy out? Against Galahad, he looked like he was on the way out for good. He's, he's a
2: fucking te- world
0: champion he's, now. He's had 10 losses. He come back with a shot from hell, massive puncher. Another fighter I go way back with. I remember him missing weights against Wayne McCulloch in the Ulster Hall back in 2007. Obviously, upset Bernard Dunn. We've seen him fight Frampton twice as well. Seen him many times, Kiko. Nice guy, big puncher, never write him off. It's all about Warrington, I think, what he's got left here, psychologically and physically. Ideally, I'd say Warrington is set up for him to win on points, but those Lara fights, inconclusive in that second one, and, if you know, people say Eddie never looks after his fighters. He never brings the champions over like Frank, like Demetrius Andrade, coming over to fight Zach Parker. Here's Eddie delivering the goods, bringing a world title, a world champion like Kiko to Leeds for Josh Warrington, looking after his fighter. We've gone over the Lara thing before. Don't know what they were thinking, but it is what it is, as Porky would say. Warrington on points for me, but with no great confidence. If Kiko can land one on him, then they've fought before. People thought Kiko won the first fight. I can't even remember what happened yesterday, let alone what happened in that first fight. I'm going for Warrington on points, Matty. And shout out to Joe Burns for his 179 while we're in there.
2: Yes. This says, I uh, hope you had a good Friday night, Steve. Hashtag uh, Mott. What, what does that <laughs> one stand for?
0: Um,
2: That's a high, I guess a leech hashtag. Least is it? Hashtag, hashtag. Well, after the,
0: after the first half, it was all, I was, I was buzzing. But then, yeah, the second half didn't go so well for us.
2: <laughs> All right then. So um so so you're taking uh you think you're going did you say Warrington on points on that? Warrington one, on or? points, yeah. All right. Um where do you think you're going on that one, Rob? Uh, uh Warrington Martinez anything else on the card that interests you too? Yo,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think um I've got a bit of history with Kiko as well. I spoke about it on the pod. I was there that night. Uh, he knocked out Bernard Dunn. I was in the dressing room with with Andy Lee and Manny, and I went out to to walk back to my seat. And they told me that I couldn't go that way because Kiko was just about to do his ring walk, so I had to run around the old entrance to the stadium. And I was just after put my ass in the seat. And the fucking fight was over. Keiko was after knocking him out by the time I got to sit down. Um, no, <laughs> it's hard to know. Like, it's hard. It's hard to judge. Kiko Martinez at this stage of his career. I mean, he showed he's something left against Galahad, but up until that point where he landed that shot against Galahad, what did he really do in the fight? Fuck all. Had two losses to Carl Frampton. He's been fucking all over the world. Fight. He's likely Stansfield, Stansfield as fella. He's been around the world, and I, 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 I cannot stop fucking fighting for world titles. Um, I don't know. I'd expect I'd expect Warrington to win pretty wide on the cards. Um, but I think Kiko will make it tough along the way um but yeah ebony bridges i'm fucking watching that fight man come on like um i don't even know who ebbs is fighting who is she fighting she could be for a couple of surprises lately in the women's fights hasn't it we have been throwing up characters like bomb and these characters who making it a little bit interested so well and a lot of those
2: up. gals are coming in at 10 to 1 money who are getting these wins rob like it's I don't know, like uh, how many of these ten to ones are hitting, but I'm almost looking at like if you bet all of them. Yeah, I mean, you hit the yeah, one of them a couple, per- like, yeah, yeah, yeah fucking Get thirty percent on the ten rolling. to ones there. Eh, well, no, no, no fucking... parlays. Don't fuck. Don't do those in a parlay. Straight bet, man. Straight bet. There's only
1: uh, <laughs> there's only like 14 fighters in the world in the fucking in the weight category, isn't there? Like, so one of them is surely going to be fucking worth something. I don't know, like, um, but yeah, no, I I, I like Washington, yeah, like him as a fighter, but I always thought he had a ceiling. Um, and especially in, t- in terms of the way he fights, I always thought there was going to be a kind of short shelf life for him. So it remains to be seen after Lara if he still has it. I don't know. He's going to have, it's going to be, I think he he's at an advantage because he's fought Kiko before, but they'll be looking to test him now. Like they'll be looking to, to make things difficult for him. And Kiko knows he always has that punch, doesn't he? Like, and if this is the end for Kiko Martinez, by the way, a tip of the hat to him for a, for a great career, but um, I won't write him off just yet.
2: So, do you say uh, Warrington on points? You're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting right. Warrington to win. Yeah, yeah. Andy, what are you thinking on that one? Because yeah, this is our other pick of the week there on this one.
3: Um, well, again, I, I just don't know, you know, what Kiko's going to turn up, what what he's going to show, what he's got left. I I believe it's like one of the kind of pivoting situations, whereas he's got something about him to make it, you know, just 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 to turn a fight for him. Or he's just going to turn up and get the shit beaten at him, or he's just going to show that he's washed and got nothing left. But I expect Warren to, to beat him. Um, I think he's probably learned his lesson a wee bit as well. You know, I don't think it would be wise for him to kind of fight how he fought Carl Frampton. You know, like saying the, the first round he's just swinging shots. He did the same against Lara, and he got, he got fucking yeah, clipped and paid for it. So Martinez will need to be respected that because what he did the Galahad? You could say that was done, done to a, done to a poor weight cut or whatever. Um he needs to be mindful at least. So just stick to his box and jab and move, right hands, you know, and then switch it up a wee bit. Other than that, you sh- should, be- should be pretty fine. Um as for the undercard, I'm am lo- looking forward to Hughes against Walsh. I really re- really like Walsh actually. Uh, one of the the, um, the L's in his record shouldn't he be an L. Um that, that loss I think it was against um a Dennis Sheelan. Um should have won that fight. Um, I thought he got hosed on the cards. Um so certainly that'll be an interesting fight. I think Steve might be mentioning that he's an interesting switch hitter. Um, I mean, I think he's three brothers, two brothers and that. They're all fighters and that. So they, they, they'll be there backing him up. Maxi obviously having you know a good run of form at, at this point. So um he needs to keep it going. I know it's like the IBO belt. And, uh, it's on the line for us. So maybe. Why didn't did you the... mention that, Steve? You're high on the IBO. I just so, I just so like to see Maxi maybe get an opportunity of some sort up at up at way one thirty five, but obviously with the belts with Cambosis that it's it's going to be hard for him to get that type of opportunity. So this 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 belt is is, is what's kind of like uh, promoting them shall we say, marketing them as a as a world champion as such. But um, I think we all kind of know we, 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 you know after this we maybe want to see him fight maybe like a, a world champion possibly. We'll wait and see uh, what happens with the belts uh, etc. Forget who else is in the card mate, but that's that's probably you kind know, of like the main fight I'm looking forward to is is, is you is is issues against Walsh. But um as for the pick, I'll say Warrington on points against Martinez.
2: Andy is going Warrington on points. I'm saying screw it. I'm going Warrington by stoppage, even though I think he god he could be toast after laura still i don't know on that one um but yeah we've got some stuff to watch not the again not the greatest week but i think that the american debut of tim zoo is definitely the highlight looking forward to that one um and uh, we'll talk about that next week but right now i'm going to send it over to steve for the value of the week
3: I like think he's a BRB. I think he was going for a slash. Oh, yep. he, he, he just oh, picked yep, it up yep. at the, at oh, the at worst God. possible moment. Yeah,
2: and I was in my Excel spreadsheet typing that up. Lord, Lovely. So, yeah, before we get to that. um, He's it, back there. He's back there. Okay, Steve, now. Now, we'll, yes. uh, yeah, let me let him get it. No, yes, yeah, Steve. <laughs> you settle in for a moment there. Um, before he does what, it, mate, the Jets has to shake it at least before you ask. Made a right mess. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll just we'll just take this moment. Uh, we're gonna take a five second moment of silence for Ian John Lewis and his demotion uh, following his shittiness. All right. You
3: saved it well, then, Marty. You saved that well.
2: That wasn't even five seconds. Father Dave, be with you, you fucking heathen.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. Now to Steve for the value of the week.
0: Oh, thanks. All right. Belly the Week time already, that's okay. We
1: can get stuck in no problem at all. Uh, I think, it's been, I think it's been slightly early for me. I just, I'm just, i <laughs> just ever getting on in time for Belly of the Week. Fucking hell, <laughs> <Illinois>. come on, Lee. <laughs> <lady>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Rob, the, Rob, did double
1: time on his fucking watch. I had to look. I was like, "What the fuck? I made a time warp. What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> Holy shit!
2: You thought you're here for all, most of the action. No, now we we, nope. we we went through this one like a motherfucker this week. Uh, we went through this one like uh, Adrian Broner goes through OnlyFans hose. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah we'll slice through it. episode 466 looking for something to lead us in and seeing as Matty just mentioned Father Dave there what better man to lead us in than the holiness himself
3: glory, glory. here comes Father Dave led out by Tony O'Loughlin my goodness Tony I've known him since the 80s God love him he's been a great trainer in the Sydney region for a long long time
2: the punching
1: priest, Father Dave. I'll tell you what, isn't that some entrance? He's actually a uh, priest. Yeah, yeah. At the veteran boxes, he always opens up the uh, veteran boxes. Uh, the All right, ladies the and gentlemen, let's, let's introduce you to the two. <laughs> <laughs> he's a uh, he's a priest, but he's dressed like a monk. <laughs> <laughs> Something's up there, guys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, fuck it uh, and, and what's it called uh, Maddie says that Andy Father Davy, which you're backing up the wrong tree there Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Calvinist
2: Andy <laughs> <laughs> well damn it at least you would have had an excuse for being who you are brutal
3: <laughs> <laughs> <No, I could>. Andy <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even i wasn't actually fully listening to what
2: you were saying so i'm just kind of like kind of riding along with you here
0: it
2: was a brilliant it was a very very deep religious joke uh it's, uh, it's <laughs> uh, theologians around the world would giggle like crazy if they knew you uh, I mean, yeah. absolutely religious be laughed at it by you; used to be fucking pitied
0: exactly, Uh, yeah shout out to Holt by the way who provided us with the uh, thumbnail for this week's episode, episode 466 old Diamante, any Diamante updates anything Andy, do we know
3: (laughs) do we know if he's any better Uh... I don't know I really don't know, Um, stem cells are working a treat though, I must admit
1: I think uh, he has the same doctor as Father Dave, and he? he came back from a brain tumor, didn't he? Right. Came back from... <laughs>
3: so, so, someone, needs, someone needs to walk past him actually and just pull up his trousers, like see if he's got any calipers on, or, anything, or maybe he's got like you know, a fake leg or something.
1: Someone needs to fucking Photoshop Arrow Spence into that as well. Don't they? Dropping the ball on that picture. So Arrow
3: Spence kind of like flying, flying through the air with a fucking
2: Lambo <laughs> flying behind him. Or something, you know? <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised that Paul Williams isn't bottom right. Stop! I just want
3: to say
1: yes. uh, Brutal Mente
0: Brutal Mente, exactly Brutal Mente Onesto from Anthony Joshua who was quizzed uh, here by Vivi he said, AJ, did you fuck Mrs. Calm back in the day? AJ says honestly I didn't, with all the accusations around my
1: name <laughs> I I Come on AJ, <laughs> this is the fucking AJ we wanted from the start this is who we wanted from the start, forget me <laughs> <be laughs> humble man
3: what was he's he doing he's he's last he's night, though? Flexing like he
1: was standing in the gym or front of a mirror. What was all that about? Just stand oh, what was like? last night? What was he doing?
3: He's oh, he's at the fucking
1: it, YouTube it fight, was he? At the UFC. Oh, he's at the UFC, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Paddy yeah. the Baddy and the boys. Yeah. yeah uh, no, fuck it. This is this this is Joshua off the leash, baby. This is what we want. This is the fucking the robot has fucking shed its fucking shell, and AJ is here giving brutal day on esto every fucking day on Twitter. Now I'm all for it, man. Come on, AJ.
2: Yeah, you know, you know uh, Amir might not might not knock that shit out, but uh you'll probably get the distance more often than not. Uh whereas kind of Yeah. You know, whereas Joshua
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, can? We're, the, we're, the rumors were started by Caton. We have to, <laughs> we have to, we have to we go back to that.
2: Well, where does Joshua, you know, like he'll probably just give you a good first six minutes and then Peter out?
1: <laughs> six rounds.
2: <laughs> six
0: <laughs> rounds you blow a gasket. Come back into it at eleven o'clock. Makes
2: <laughs> it <are> shaky, Adam. <laughs> yeah. are shaky. If she, if she wants real love and she needs to bring in the chubby Mexican guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Joel Miller. Kish, got a lot of kish, <laughs> Who knows
0: what he could be on? Anyway, there you go. AJ definitely <laughs> tested for fucking Viagra as well, little
1: big baby. <laughs> Everything in the system. Fucking give it all to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the low <low-grade> fever tranquilizer. <laughs> uh, talking to
0: theologians, here's the doctor. Washed, washed Bryce has nominated the doctor. He said, Eddie Hearn said Tyson Fury has no power. Gillian D- White will knock him out. I did not believe what Eddie said, because Tyson's boxing skill sets have changed. He got excellent skills and power. If Gillian comes into the ring looking for a knockout, Fury will stop him. Here we are, hot off the
3: press, Rob.
1: Come on, Doctor. I like it. He's got a new insult for Gillian White as well that nobody's thought of it until now. <laughs> Gillian
3: White's brilliant. I, 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 I can see Gillian getting a, a video of, of, the, of the good Doctor showing him how to throw a good left hook on that, on that bag, you know?
1: <laughs> who could who, who, who go down quicker? Gillian White or Gillian Tailforth? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: deesh. you could that one,
3: eh? <laughs> For those folks that uh, for, for Google that folks, one, mate.
2: I will. For those folks that don't uh, that uh, don't get to the video portions of our show, you're really missing out here because the good doctor, uh, if you look at him, he looks like a blend of Ronnie Shields and Desmond Tutu. Uh, he's a <laughs> clearly a very wise man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Matty, anybody who's on our uh, YouTube channel will be able to see the Belly of the Week dropping on a Monday or a Tuesday in full video format, as you will know.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's always uh, worth that twenty-five to forty minutes of your uh, of of your week to watch this in video because the uh, the visuals are just as good as the audio on this one. I think. I know. I know. He's a doctor. He's with
3: THC and you know M- MMP. What we want to call it. You need to get them back on there just so we can fucking laugh at him again. I mean,
1: <laughs> MB said he's Halifax Howard meets Maven Hagler. <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> fucking hell man.
3: <laughs> he looks a bit like Iron Prior a wee bit as well, doesn't he? Uh, fucking bullied.
0: I'll get the doctor in as soon as I can to give another mm. one of his uh, voicemail sermons.
3: We, need, we oh. need to get a we need to, to get a pound super chat donation to get him on though, mate. Uh. <laughs> To get verbally abused by Andy. What the fuck? I didn't even. I, I laughed at him one day because he came up with he came up with a comment. What was it that Josh? if he if he stayed humble, we would never stumble. I went, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <I'm laughs> the I can't what I
2: said. I just laughed at him. Yeah, and if you never rumble later in life, you won't mumble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <There you go.
0: laughs> doctor. Oh, uh, Billy Dib is back in the ring. Uh, cocaine Dawkins informed us of this one. Billy Dib stays there and milks the DQ. He got wrestled to the floor by his opponent, uh, Jacob something, and that was the end of Billy Dean. Got a few, That's got some. a few
1: quid, I'd say, for that American fight, didn't he? If cans, uh, oh, yeah, purses, true. is true say he got an f- easy shoot. Out, eh? Was
0: mm-hmm. there more
2: than twenty sheiks at that one?
0: I'm not sure what was going on there. To be honest, Jason Nug or something, he went in against a sixth-round disqualification win for the Dibster. What was, was that, that fight? That? I
3: never saw that. What was? Yeah, that? it was in
0: Australia on Wednesday, I think it oh, was. All right,
3: it was a pro fight. Right, right,
0: right, yeah. Well, just about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they they brought in the security well. guard on short notice. Sam
0: Solomon was fighting the same night, Andy. That's all oh, so 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 you so need to are know. Are you
2: frickin' me? Is he still yeah, fighting? Yeah, no, he was. He was. win? At least I'm not sure. He was in a
0: different card. I think though. I'm, I'm gonna deep, check that. So,
3: I'm it. gonna check that. are saying? Sam Solomon.
0: Solomon. He is 48 now. The king. Yeah, he was and, fighting against Jesse White on Saturday, uh, and then he's, he's got a fight scheduled in for May oh, as well.
3: Yeah, I see that. But there's no mention about the result. Oh, Tim Tim Boxale should have it actually. Tim Boxer was
2: in the chat earlier,
1: so we'll see. Yeah, that, like there, Tim I Tim, Tim. Boxer was in the crowd. The Sam Solomon fight. I he still remember points.
2: when I still remember when Solomon fucked his leg, and the fucking zombie of Jermaine Taylor fucking beat him over twelve rounds for a yeah. title. That was he, such a fucking weird fight. He won the eight rounder, and he became the
3: vague, He won the vacant Australia Victoria State middleweight title. There you go.
0: Vacant title, vacant one. Bob
3: Bob, Fitzsimmons only wished he could have won that title, man. (laughs) He was at
1: school when Solomon started fighting first. (laughs) He
3: was at school with Lewis man.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mike Tyson's weed company is making edibles in the shape of an ear.
3: (laughs) I got to try them. Mike bites.
1: oh i so they hit different them <laughs> do
2: you know how many of my facebook friends sent me this over the last week holyfield will be raging though hey eh?
3: <laughs> he'd be like i should have copyrighted that shape before he got a chance because <laughs> he's broke as fuck. and tyson's just boy he said he'll never, never be wealthy again but he's, he's he's doing his best to coin it all oh,
0: back he must be worth a few quid oh my god see.
2: Mike enjoys life, man. Like he's, he's smoking fucking toad venom once, uh, once or twice a day. <laughs> staying mellow. Fucking Did you see anyone, the see the,
1: anyone see the clip from his podcast going around with Chilo? no?
2: Yeah. I'm going to dominate that yeah, one. Yeah, from yeah, the- apparently good. he had a podcast with Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's, I saw uh, somebody posted a screenshot somewhere and I haven't, even went to search for it yet, uh, if it exists or is going to <laughs> exist, I it's it's a, dude, it's it's you're driving past a fucking car wreck, you're gonna slow down, and you're gonna take a glance. It just it is what it is.
0: <laughs> no way, Toad Venom with Alex Jones
2: it's, making the frogs gay. He's probably gonna tell him that yeah. the, he's. he's, 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 he's probably going to tell him that the elite the elites <laughs> hijacked his vibration and they made him broke. hide holyfield's yeah. ear off that really wasn't mike there that night he was being hijacked by the british royal family and uh, you know well oh, that's you're, you're
1: confusing your conspiracy theorists maddie <laughs> oh Anyhow, no I I, first,
2: I I saw i saw david no, come on, on alex jones we're not going down this fucking rabbit hole come on <laughs> I, I used to live down that rabbit hole. It's a weird fucking place, man. I don't You're like it. I don't like Who, it who are you bit. talking to? <laughs> I
1: only, peek, I only peek me head up for belly in a week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Justin has nominated this one, uh, Gmaine 07. He said, this is really unfortunate, but the heavyweight division must move on. Boxing needs an active champion. Usyk should be stripped for the time and then belts given back to AJ. And when he's ready, he can request a rematch, praying for Ukraine. Fucking okay, wanker.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Back to wanker. Uh, Michael McAway has nominated Clifton Mitchell He was having a bit of beef back and forward With Savannah Marshall I think it was Another one came in as well from Michael Thompson Belly of the Week for Mitchell For this troll-like exchange with Cameron Uh, Chantel giving as good as she got She said, oh have I hit a nerve Call me fat all you want you bitter bastard You clearly shit at your job and got to get nasty now Stick to trying a coach not abusing women on Twitter Hashtag prick
3: there
1: you go. Yeah, don't be fucking abusing the women fighters on Twitter. Come on, the box to sideline away to belly the week. Yeah, they get him. You talk about
3: their hairline. Let's reach you to Clifton Mitchell by way get him on at the belly of the week, so we can destroy shadow gammon. <laughs> who's who was the Twitter? Who's the the tweet below? Do you know?
0: I'm not sure, Andy. To be honest, now someone getting iced.
3: Yeah, possible. I don't
0: want to tell Clifton to his face anyway. Ricky Gravel throwing this in from last week. Scott Harrison, thanks and respect for this opportunity, Bieber Boxing, Assassin Boxing Promotion and Management. value of the Week for the Primark guard, <laughs> says Ricky <laughs> That's Luca DiCaro, <laughs> head of Bieber Boxing. Yeah, I know. That's
1: the, that's the fad, the fad guard. <laughs> <laughs> <We could> also... <laughs>
3: you could also put Scott Harrison in, uh, into this as well, because he retired after that fight got uh, got postponed. Then he tweeted uh, it was here last night or a couple of nights ago and that that he was actually uh, he wasn't retiring he's coming back to boxing so um, a Tom Brady esque type retirement by Scott Harrison
2: (laughs) now
1: very similar very similar trajectories
2: I remember (laughs) when he got I remember when he got out of prison what was that like twelve years ago. Or so, before. I know, and but Tommy was so excited and really thought he was going to make a run at the title when he got out He was like, really ah, "I remember, I remember." He, he, fought, <laughs> he fought on the he fought the Burns, uh,
3: Burns Mitchell on their card, I'm sure, and they beat up some jobber for Hungary. I think he it might even even went the distance. He was in his forties end for fuck's sake.
2: Did you say from Hungary? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hungary. Paul Raftery, uh, nomination. Uh, Owen, 02 underscore, says to Conor Benn, after you win a world title at welterweight, do you aim to unify more belts or try to rack up defenses with one belt? (laughs) Paul says Owen contributed this question. His profile describes him as a gamer so I assume it is serious. Yeah. That's it a, a that's pal. that
3: everything Boxing Maggots pal on Twitter, man. He's fucking, he's up his is ass it? as well. Oh, aye. I've seen him before.
0: What's he going to do? Unify, maybe go up? Undisputed, possibly? He's he, fucking,
3: he, he needs to win a belt first. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell,
0: man.
1: Well, straight for Unify with Crawford straight away, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. so, probably. And then once he's got that out of the way, what do you think he should do, Rob? Probably just fight Spence then. Maybe yeah. at 154, who maybe, knows.
3: Maybe go for a beard implant or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, next one here. Here's
0: Ebbs, Mark Gingle. Oh, you me. are by far one of the nicest and best-looking Leeds fans I've ever met.
1: <laughs> Says Mark. He's enjoying his moment there, it's isn't Probably it, true. Well, from what I've seen in Leeds, I don't think that's a stretch.
3: It's <laughs> 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 uh, so a reservation in the way you, fucking, you know where that fucking place. He's got a fine
0: rack on her there, old Ebbs. James Becker, 1999. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 She'd be a flyweight without them, I think, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking minimum
2: weight. Like, she's uh, fighting for a 118, title. Oh, she, she's been. I had, to, I, had
3: to, I had to tell her to stop it the other day there, actually.
0: Andy laying down the law. Uh, Billy Boxing 2.0 is nominated Boxing Kingdom. Question for all British boxing fans. Anthony Joshua is a two-time heavyweight world champion and former unified heavyweight champion. Is AJ the greatest British heavyweight of all time? Comment below. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, you idiot.
2: a It's
3: always been like that, man. He's a fucking knob.
2: Is he even top... Is Joshua even top 10 British heavyweights of all time? Fuck... Probably. He Certainly
3: would be top ten. He yeah. wouldn't be top ten aye, but five? Way way five? Yeah. Possibly aye. I would say he might be top five.
2: Oh, really? top five. Really? That's sad. With Henry
3: Ackin
0: Londay Yeah, you need remember really my, you
3: need... my remember... We, we did we Lennox Lewis was the first British heavyweight to win a world heavyweight title since was it for Simmons, Steve. Mate, Rob will know.
1: my dad, my dad will lay claim that Fitzsimmons is Irish. Really, because right. of both his parents are from Wexford. So, uh it won't be that it, one else. Another yes. one is
3: Australian. But you know what I'm saying? He <laughs> so went weird. to
1: live in New Zealand, didn't
0: he,
3: Fitzsimmons? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even. It's actually incredible as to how little kind of like heavyweight champions we've actually had.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I was shocked that that was, like, the first heavy- Scottish heavyweight title fight in whatever it like. years or something. I, yeah.
0: right up there, man. I think we're pushing what, towards two or three here. Who well, It's,
2: it's here? not like you guys are lacking in fat fucks in Scotland. Like, what, like how's this title remained vacant that long? and so fucking ridiculous. You tell you what, man, are you talk talking about fat fucks in Scotland. Look at the fucking America, man. It's most of the beach country in <laughs> the fucking planet. We really? have heavyweight <laughs> champions. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, Sloth Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> no, not him, but a lot of other ones. We've had many heavyweight champions. Some of them skinnier than others.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How many Scottish heavyweight champions have there none, been? None. None of them even How- <laughs> the British champion was Scottish. Gary Cornish yeah. was close under.
3: Gary Cornish. Yeah. can with Gary Cornish? might we need to get yeah. back on the day job.
2: Yeah. How many Scottish men over two hundred pounds have been in fistfights? I rest my case. Call me against Welsh Lou.
1: <laughs> Tommy
3: Tophead. Tommy needs to get get serious, man, and start making a challenge for that Scottish title, and then we can start talking about Czech hooks.
0: <laughs> Czech hook boxing. Uh, AJ's making announcements in Pigeon English. Announcement soon come. Uh, David Grice says he's Isaac Lowe, AJ's <laughs> new social media post writer.
1: <laughs> uh, soon, soon come is West Indian slang, but why AJ saying it, I don't know, because he's from, he's Nigerian, any he? like he? So I don't know, a uh, bit of cultural appropriation there from AJ. Um, He has an announcement coming soon anyway, so... You know, on the edge of your seats, these announcements are coming thick and fast from AJ. He's announcing that he has an announcement coming soon, <laughs> every two weeks for the last six months. And nobody's none the fucking wiser as to what the fucking announcement's going to be, who he's going to fight, who his trainer is, who his new team is. Who what is the, is the announcement, AJ?
3: Who was the rumour for the opponent of the game? Was it Wally? It was, well, it was Eddie
1: game. said, Eddie said this in classic Eddie style evening, Ed, Eddie said, he wants Wilder. He, AJ wants Wilder, he's open to fighting Joe Joyce, but we're also looking at opponents like Otto Valley. <laughs> so you know which
3: one it's going to be, don't you? Yeah, fucking, you know, old bait and switch. D-
2: D- Joe Joyce is fucking, how long has he been inactive for now? Jesus fuck.
1: Dubois,
3: Dubois was his last fight, was it? Or 2020, he wasn't it? Oh, he had a
2: fight before after that. I think.
3: Has he? I'm sure he has.
0: Did he not fight that Valish? When was that? That big so, no-hoper.
3: Well, that was earlier in his career, I was think. Was that mate.
2: before? Was that before? him? Eh? He fought. Who the fuck? Was, I'm sure he fought recently. Yeah, he's, he's. I think he's been sitting on the shelf all fucking. Oh, Takam
0: Carlos Tacam. Is that who it was? Yeah, I forgot about that. He stopped him in Wembley in Last July, July was, 21. Uh... Oh, he's not been that inactive then. Okay. Comparatively, nearly a year. So sure, that's standard, isn't it? These standard days.
3: practice these days, mate. It's <laughs> so the usual you know, uh, method of operating these days. He's One sitting on that, year.
1: sitting on that mandatory, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. position he's going to talk, talk about tournament. Joe. Be forty-five Parker years here. of age, but time he gets a chance, like.
0: I'll tell you what, Rob, he's a big old unit, man. I think he'd be a handful for anybody, uh, Joyce, with his engine and his size.
1: I'd favour Joyce versus AJ if they make that fight now. Yeah, I'm a favour Joyce.
2: because <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ's not going to knock him out, is he? No, no. He he basically oh. stuffed Dubois with a jab like that. Yeah. That that was what the story of the fight was like. That jab fucking. I've warmed to
0: Joyce, man. He's a big old ah. lump, and he's a, he seems nice enough, fella.
3: That fight goes past six rounds, I gets really tasty for
2: me.
0: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway. Joyce. And, to-
2: mm-hmm. nah. and there there we go. Come. there's some extra content for y'all. Well. No, right. no, I'm saying, that, yeah. Oh, here we pace. are.
0: Yeah. Um, Sean Stevo's nominated Anthony Fowler. Not a cafe in the world, this lad. <laughs> Another one is <has> <laughs> having noise that low, making the post. I think over on Instagram. I think he means not a care in the world. We'll let him off with that one. Uh, Billy boxing 2.0 for the state of them tattoos. Who's he referring to? Pro McKenna.
1: Both of them, perhaps. Worst, worst. Uh... Double display of tattoos since fucking Gervante and Mario Barrios fought last week. <laughs> oh, sort of and now. the crackheads. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, he looked awful, remember that? Jesus Christ. Does McKenna have a mullet?
0: Oh, aye. He has a tash and all McKenna, doesn't he? He's a character. Oh,
3: but, oh, there d- he was, he was that him. what you said? He, he could have been an actor or something. Did I hear that right?
0: Quite possibly. He does those little videos, doesn't he, all the time?
2: Oh, he, he certainly couldn't be a contender. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> a Contender Charlie.
0: Uh, what are we on to now? Last few here. Joe Kennedy, I haven't seen him in the chat tonight, hope you will. Joe, he's nominated um, Fernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas said it's no surprise his kids are good fighters because they both came from the Royal Nutsack. His wife and kids nodded and seemed to be okay with his plan to put that phrase
3: on T-shirts. <laughs> Kate Abdo <laughs> approves, <says> Joe. <laughs> uh, she, knows, she knows her spell, Matt Lass. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs>
0: Some size old Fernando, man. One of my favourite fighters of all time, he was a warrior, but... He's fairly piled on the weight. I suppose he did towards the end of his career, didn't he? Didn't he fight Myoga at super middleweight or something ridiculous? I remember that, yeah.
3: Oscar, that Oscar fight was, was like, oh, like must watch. Oscar that? Was Oscar was
1: rough and tough that night, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was, yeah. Oh, was one of,
1: that was one of Oscar's one. biggest wins, really,
2: when yeah, you think brilliant. about it, wasn't
1: it? That was one of the ones you knew when someone was ever like, getting under Oscar's skin that they were going to fucking get it in <laughs> fighting Aye. him with Majorga, like You just knew they were going to get it, <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was, that was good. I liked the, the, talk, the shit talk between Vargas and Mayorga before their fight was great. Oh. That was when he uh, kicked he told off the Va- Yeah, he told Vargas that uh, his face looked like his son's ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ricardo. That's what you, you need more of that, do like? need more of that. It's all sanitized these days. You need a fucking bit of Ricardo Mayorga. Fucking fellas that have machetes and smoke fags at the way in and all. You need that.
2: <laughs> well, that. That's why, like, subtitles are great, and, you know, and they're so important. But, you know, some of these translations are really loose, especially when it comes to Spanish. The dialects are very different from country to country. But nonetheless, um, Mayorga, man, do you talk about worth his weight in gold for shit talk.
1: Class trash talk. What did he say to Oscar? You won't be able to, your wife won't be able to look at you when you won't be able to screw her in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he said
0: something about Vargas, his wife, too, because that's why Vargas kicked off and threw the table at him. And he started going, you're disrespecting my queen. I'm sure he said something like that. So. He slapped Mosley's
2: girlfriend on the ass. Uh, that was a oh, that was a setup. Vargas,
1: Vargas on a bit of farm as well. They asked him about uh, Canelo's opponent, Bivol. They said, do you think Dimitri Bivol has a chance of beating Canelo? And he said, I don't even know that, Vato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Vargas quality character.
1: Uh, final
0: few here from me, the Motor City Cobra nominating Carl Foch. Fucking hell, you've topped my Jermaine Taylor comeback. Carl Foch visits Lee Wood post-fight. <laughs> Even at the highest point of Wood's boxing career, Foch
1: brings it back to himself, obviously. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be like him to draw parallels with his own career when uh, making a fucking fight deduction. What is Carl Frotch fucking <laughs> saying, man? Unbelievable. Damn. Look, at he looks like he's saying in that in picture, he looks like he's saying so I've told him I've only had fucking battered onion rings. No way am I for going in on this fucking bill. I only had some <laughs> onion rings.
3: Yeah, probably, you, you probably uh, give him some, some tips on how to fly fucking commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean... Get a
1: fucking Ryan there, man, I'm telling you. Out <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um
0: Barry Smith. Uh, I thought this was Lee Wiley all the time in the corner. Another fat corner. I'm a big fan of the fat corner myself. Uh, Barry Smith. Ben Davidson should be knighted, says Barry Smith. Um, Lee Woods coach. Uh, brooked them up. No consent heard. In yeah, what yeah, country? Huh?
1: And I'd say Ben was fucking saying, no, no, man. No, 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 no. Just not a fucking... Give me an MBE, I'll be happy with that. So what it was? an OBE. Whatever it was. <laughs> OBE oh, yeah, or yeah, CBE.
0: What have we got here then? So, Ted Barrett sent me this one in. Tommy Fury, uh, talking about percentages. This is an interesting listen.
3: Well, of course, and after that,
0: let's get in the ring, let's do it. What percentage would you say? 80%, 50%, what, How? what's the
3: likelihood of it happening, in percentage-wise? Percents? I don't know. I, I didn't do very well in school. I'm um, not very... Um, clever in that sense. Percentage-wise, I don't know. Probably nine. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good percentage, I think, because he's got no one else to fight. I've said time and time again, you know, I'm the biggest fight out there for him, but if it comes, it comes. It's if... so <laughs> <laughs> a 0.09
0: percentage.
1: Tough negotiator. Tough negotiator, Tommy Fury.
2: What the oh. fuck was that?
1: Tommy 80, t- Tommy... <laughs> Tommy TNT Fury stands for Tough Negotiation Team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's, uh, I think, all the ones that I have. Uh, yep, it is indeed. Any from you this week, Andy?
3: Um, I think I might have sent you one in there. I'm just trying to find that again, but I can't find it just now. Oh, uh, I got, got sent loads this week. Yeah, got a couple. Um, obviously, People would have noticed that uh, a certain Mr. Azad, the Syrian president, was in Dubai this weekend. Face to face meetings.
1: Great Wonder bunch of else. lads.
3: Yep. Great bunch of lads. Wonder who else you could be meeting. Uh, Daniel Kinahan getting getting outed by by some sort of Pakistani MP as well, I think. <laughs> uh, about a bit of banter, you know. Um, great lads.
1: Yeah, oh, great lad. The MP, by the way. I'm probably... <laughs> just
0: what's you your know? problem, Andy? <laughs> what's your problem, man? <laughs> uh,
3: just on a on the, on the Dubai theme match, Jim White, blagging that shit, man, wasn't he? <laughs> blagging it, and that fucking—he he was like talking to the guy, and then he would like break away and like look at the camera and just smile. I'm like, what are you smiling at the camera for, you prick? I watched him to reach through and just, you know, <laughs> with a yellow tie on my hand and just wrap it around his neck and hang him for the <laughs> rafters, by the way, because he did man nothing, absolute fucking pain in the studs, that guy. Um, obviously on a uh, still on Dubai, you know. Fucking lack of fans in the stadium, and every time I see Tricky Dicky Schaefer, I always get the same fucking thought. I say to myself, That guy's a fucking serpent, he's just got <laughs> sleaze written on him. By the way, I just don't like that guy. If we mix listen, he knows what I'm talking about. And do you welter. remember when
0: I when I quizzed him on um, Shaft in Oscar and he slipped and he slid out oh, of it? Oh, he knows how to there do it. There was no it. funny so business. No monkey business or something he says with me. So.
3: Me and me, me, Mick are in, are in the are in the bar. Um in Belfast and we're getting married he was, he was promised us a fucking pint and he still welched on the fucking prick so as I say <laughs> he slipped and he slid and he's like a fucking serpent he got slithered right out of there
1: he flew me with it over that top rope in the air <laughs> over the bar soldier uh, all of that round out of the out uh, so again
2: <laughs> how do you know that shafting Oscar wasn't consensual <laughs> I will suppose he probably saw the writing
0: on the wall with Oscar to be fair Go- he probably would have ditched him back yeah. in them days. Oscar was after doing the right on to walk. And the yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Oscar did no way. He
0: was for about five years, so maybe we would not blame Schaefer too quickly.
1: <laughs> he um, was going through a rough and tough time in his life.
3: Oscar. I've I've got one for a uh, for Fat Joe. Um, it was on fight hype. Uh, I think he was at the Belenga fight last night, and he's walking out, and he was talking about Roll's fighting um, Triple H. Round <laughs> triple So obviously, Fat Joe knows
1: his boxing, you know. <laughs> um, Fat Joe actually uh, famously uh, had a line in in his song on a New York New York song where he said, "Even Roy Jones was forced to lean back," referred to his own song "Lean Back," which was a smash. But talking about Jones getting knocked out by Tarver as well, like but Jones yeah. confronted him about it in a nightclub, and was like, "Hey, what the fuck are you saying about me getting lean back now, like?" And Fat Joe had to say to him, Look, I know like your Roy Jones, like, so free fight, you're going to kill me, but you're not going to get out of here. I'm here with 200 fellas in the Bronx, so I'm just telling you, you won't <laughs> leave. Uh, so uh, they settled things amicably anyway in the end.
3: There you go, eh? 200 folks. <laughs> <laughs> imagine poor Roy getting run to fucking lunch <laughs> straight,
1: man. Oh, man, it wouldn't have been nicer. It would have probably been a better end for Roy's career, to be honest with you. In the uh, same after we had to enjoy, <laughs> not enjoy. enjoy.
2: Uh, <laughs> would have been far more merciful uh, than having Steve Smoger looking over it. Fine, you
3: dead man. You want to continue? Uh, and the last one for me, Steve. I dare say it will probably segue to bring in as well. But um, I, I caught the clip. Uh, I'm going to watch an interview later on this week, actually. But uh, Charlo crying to Mike Tyson, for example. You know, he's like he's been. I've been calling Canelo out for years now, right? And fucking, he's just basically sitting there, Tyson just, just turns to him and says, well, you know, fight the next best guy. It's that simple, really, isn't it? So, really, just step up and fight the next best guy. But who's he fighting next? I forget who he's fighting next. Selecky. He is, no, yeah. Selecky. there we go. lucky <laughs> the next best guy, lucky man. Fucking, there we go. Mike Tyson for fucking putting and on Charlo. You can see his face just... Slightly drop a wee bit I felt I thought he, he took the, well, they're obviously they're emotional personal personal guys so I think he kind of took it a wee bit kind of personal when Mike fucking says to him yeah he, Mike was he, like dude, you gotta that. call him
1: out dude you gotta you gotta look for the fight you gotta you gotta go like Roberto Duran. you gotta grab your balls and go suck this suck this <laughs>
3: <laughs> so man that's all I've got Steve so I
0: brilliant stuff Andy thank you very much indeed <clears throat> Matty anything from you?
2: Steve, I uh, Liam Winston sent a message in and he uh, he wanted to nominate the ring announcer from the uh Thor Bornst and Eddie Hall fight for looking like he was from the Matrix.
1: What the uh, fuck was that, by the way? I, I like, I'm out of touch or whatever. Who the fuck out of two of them? One of them's a strong man, is he the strongest man are. in the world? But what are they fighting? Like, what are they YouTubers beefing. or something? No,
3: no, they're, they're legit <laughs> world champions, mate. They're legit world champions, honestly, <laughs> at, their, at their respective uh, sports, like. Yeah. So Apparently it was decided, better than most oh, trailer fights. I, uh, mean, it, I seen mm-hmm. it and it was it was remember the Scottish heavyweight title fight, mate? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, how shite was that? Well, this was this was far better than that. Honestly, mate, it was far better. There were there was actually a wee bit of technique involved. Oh Steve, I sorry, I have got one mate actually. Ooh. Fraser Clark for digging out Eddie Hearn Eddie Hearn obviously had a had a, a photo team with Joshua, Dana White, and Del Boy Chizora, with Fraser Clark on the end, but Eddie Hearn's cropped fucking Fraser Clark out because he's with Sky. Mm-hmm. Fraser Clark got a picture uh, of the, the forum together, but superimposed Ben Shalom's face with Eddie Hearns. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Fraser Clark
2: for body and Eddie Hearns. That oh, that's really a good
0: right. one. Oh, we should have seen that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Matty, you threw yours in, didn't you?
2: And uh, So, that one from Liam Wim and my nomination myself uh, on that is, I gotta stick like I mentioned earlier, what the WBO did with their rankings, moving Caterall down, is like the ab- absolute fucking dick move. So I got to nominate the WBO for their fuckery at 140 pounds.
0: Always happy to nominate them. Any from you, Rob? Hey.
1: What? Yeah, hey Rob. You hear me? There you, you are. Can there? Yep. Yep. Sorry, I was talking away there. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say top quality shit from Josh Taylor in the aftermath of that when he put it on his Instagram and said, "Wait till they call the police <laughs> over the WBO." I thought that was pretty good. Like even though um, he clearly lost the fight, he hasn't lost his edge. Uh, Josh
3: Taylor, um, it's, a that was a pretty... it's a bit of a shit today because uh, the cops.
1: I was quality shit housey it was man, That's absolutely fucking brutal, mente uh on there from Josh Taylor. Um... A lot of people fucking took it, to, you know, uh, got annoyed by it, but you know, it's fucking, it's Josh Taylor, you know, what do you expect him to say when he sees that? Like, um, then as well, there was the Tyson Tyson, and, and Charlo one was pretty good. And then Frank has been unbe- on unbelievable form, by the way. I wonder, is he listening? Because he's making a lot of references to the zone being an app these days in his interviews. He's <laughs> fucking quality, man. But he said, uh he responded to, you know, AJ put out the footage, didn't he, of him um, sparring George Joyce and getting the better of him. And Frank said, why don't you put out the fucking Dubois footage? <laughs> I would like to see the Dubois footage with a nice quality shoulder all thrown in there. So, uh, And I uh, had, of a, a call, a course, called Frank Smith a little fat geezer. <laughs> he, he said he's put out sparring footage, Eddie sparring a little fat geezer <laughs> <laughs> so he's fat shaming Frank Smith as well which is no nah, we wouldn't do that on the pod of course um, no. but yeah good from Frank this week evening Ned evening Ned. Uh yeah here it is Andy that's, <laughs> that's some good work <laughs> there he's much better looking in his salam he looks much better in a photo like and he fucking Just, dressed like why is he dressed like fucking Fanzarelli as well by the way <laughs> what fuck does he think he think is What is going on with him you're 40 fucking two years of age well relax with you hey
3: we'll look at Joshua flexing because he's jumped the shark and fucking Dana White he's for, for, for all the money that Dana White's got he's investing in the fucking neck
0: well, that's Dana White I thought that was Alan Brazil <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Worst happy days remake of all time.
3: Alan Brazil still hungover for the fucking Cheltenham <laughs> Festival. Oh, <man. laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 uh, fucking Ali McCoy's riding him over the hurdles. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that's good work there from Fraser Clark there on Ben Shalom Botox Lego Six Dollar in Training. Uh, who are you going for then, Andy, this week? Episode 466. 6.
3: I'm going for a uh, Clark for body and Eddie Hair, man. That was that was fucking glorious. You know, I, m- I remember uh, something similar happened to Chris Eubine Jr. by David Hay picture. Um some fucking dude, you know, cropped about the picture and he was raging about it. So uh, yeah, I'm going for that one. Fucking quality retort there by Clark.
0: That is, that's a good late entry. I'm going for that one as well, actually. It's always good to see Eddie getting bodied, Matty. Uh, you've already thrown yours in. Refresh my memory.
2: Um I threw in uh, the WBO uh, rankings of 140. Um, and is, that, is that what you're going no, for? No, no, no. I'm with Andy Ooh. on that one. That was quality. That was, that was quality for Mr. Clark.
0: There we are. It's the Holy Trinity. Your vote matters little, Rob, but throw it in anyway for good measure.
1: Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be that one. In not it? Benson, I'm a great-looking, young, hungry promoter who's on satellite television. What a guy! <laughs> <laughs> he looks much better in the in the photo, guys. Look, at him. this one is almost see me.
3: Yeah, <laughs> see, Ed, you know, Ben's not going to go to the point of you know, having to inject some Botox into him and get the plugs sorted out and all that type of schnaz. Would
1: he just grow all gracefully? Wouldn't he, Ben? Yeah, so he up? would.
3: He would. Yeah, eh. see, it was, he wouldn't nice go kid, for any of that shit. Uh,
0: congratulations!
3: As uh, as is Adam Smith said that he's like uh, he's, he's like my younger brother. Sometimes he, he sometimes he makes me feel like he's he's, he's like my my son. We'll <laughs> <laughs> never have fucking even Ed.
0: Well done, Ed. It's been a while, but you are the value of the big for episode four. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: all the ones I've got, Matty. Back up. Get alive! Fuck's sake!
2: <laughs> <Pop yourself> back <laughs> in the four door. <laughs> uh, He's as nutter as the best of them, isn't he? I, I tell you. Um, it, uh, it, it's it been a little bit of a dull week, but April is looking hot. The PVC schedule is looking hot. I should have brought that out this week, but we can do that next week. Um, I had a great time with the panelists here. I'd like to thank. Andy, Steve, and Rob for joining us uh, for this week. Next week for 467, Steve will be back in the hot seat. And until then, y'all enjoy all the boxing action. The U.S. debut of Tim Zoo is coming our way and that is enough to get excited for for this guy. Y'all have yourselves a great week ahead. Bye-bye.
3: We'll never forget. I think that's good me we want to be honest yeah crying like a little bitch i've
1: never met a fucking so I'
3: can fight me i, I fell asleep i, I fell asleep you're a fucking bum you're a fucking asshole Rumpo fucking stealth skin but allegedly oscar rivas has has,
1: has filled has filled a test
2: seven year seven year
3: I won't fucking smash. Fuck you, you. I hope you fucking die. Be safe. I love boxing sounds. It's as simple as that.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.